0: Jimmy Lewis here with another exciting episode of Tech Talk Taco Tuesday where luckily Chris Reel was able to come on and talk about what to do when you submerge your jet ski. I mean motorcycle. I mean when the outboard motor falls off your car. Anyways, if you get water in your motor, you're going to need to listen to this episode. Logan has a new board with Rooster Endo. Matt actually did a good job on the show. And overall, I think it's a probably at least a 6 on a scale of 10. So. If you want to find out for yourself, you're going to have to listen right now. Live. You're live, yeah. I got. I, I was adjusting my mic. I'm trying to get this show off to a good start. I want the mic pointed in the right direction. Thank you, everybody, for joining in right at the beginning of the show. You guys are the best, and that's why we need your questions. I know that you have a burning question that you want answered, and we're going to get to you first because you're special. Right, yep. Logan? This is Logan Tyler. He's my co-host. Uh, off to my right, off the camera, is uh, producer Matt. Who is uh, producing right now, trying to fix he's problems sh- that he already found. We got problems. It's yeah, pretty normal. That's that's what we do. We solve your problems and our problems live without being uh, distracted or confused by it. That's why I usually like to have a little bit of uh, – tonight, we're drinking uh, Sincuro. This is a, a, a very fine tequila that was gifted to me from a friend. So, uh, actually, you got this. Did you get this for me, Jimmy? yeah honestly. yeah the synchro yeah it's uh, really good logan your dad has some good taste in this so cheers uh how's your week logan uh slow but good slow but good and, and, and that's how you're riding the motorcycle these days or are we yeah. talking about the dating life
1: i thought we were talking about the school part
0: oh school <laughs> like the riding school or or your school
1: my school, right? But Logan.
0: Logan is still a young school student. You're in high school. You would be a, a sophomore now. I think so. You think so? Oh, they don't really classify that anymore. They do. I
1: just don't pay attention to that. It's just tenth grade.
0: Just tenth grade. That's yeah. I think that's sophomore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So, oh, um, when we when we talk about school, I always like to say, "What did you learn today?"
1: Romeo and Juliet like the Shakespeare. Yeah.
0: I I still, and you know, like I say, go to school and steal something every day, steal a little bit of knowledge, but I still don't know any of the lessons I learned from anything to do with Romeo and Juliet. In fact, I got aggressive about it. I mean, I literally, I think if I think back to the, it was like, it made me want to punch people. I don't know why, because I just, I didn't understand. I didn't get it. And, uh, This is a motorcycle show, right?
2: Dirt bikes and motorcycle related products. Got it. And uh, audio sync issues as well. I think
0: what happened was I didn't see any use for this. And I still, to this day, for me, I mean, I I learned about it enough to know I know where you're at. But it teaches you perseverance. There's just times you're just going to have to sit through a bunch of bullshit, kind of like this monologue right now. And you're going to have to get through it to the – get to the stuff that you want. Hey, Jimmy, are you in a chair or a soapbox right now? <laughs> a soapbox, I think. I don't know. It just – Yeah. I just had to listen to a whole bunch of stuff that sounded like Romeo and Juliet about a solar meeting when I was listening to the guy who's attempting to close down our riding area to put solar panels up in it. So a little as usual. But uh, yeah, so that's that's my advice to you. Just um, sit through it and don't punch anybody. Okay. But you did learn something in wood class, evidently. Yeah. Because what are we introducing tonight on the show?
1: The new rooster endo board.
0: The all-new rooster endo board that's going to replace that janky thing that we sawed together in a few minutes. This one looks like – so they're letting you use power tools. Uh, Power tools, yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to cut that by hand. mm hmm I remember when I I never took wood shop, but I remember when I took metal, they'd only let us use the the hand tools for the longest time. You know, you did like I, I think we cut the the dustpan. Everybody makes a dustpan, yeah, right? Yeah, the, yeah, the dustpan. You make the dustpan, and I think we were able to cut it with the the shear break. Oh, oh not mine. And you, how'd you these yeah, tin yeah. snips? yeah i i think they they like but you had to do the lines and you had to stand like 10 feet back while the you know the instructor cut it on the lines that you drew out so uh, it wasn't really a, a like an electric tool it was a big giant press you could still cut fingers off in it though so stand back but uh welcome everybody we're gonna get right to uh right to the uh questions do we have anything yet uh, a bunch of hellos. We received a hundred messages on ReenStream, Matt. How did? Is it have anything to do with our audio issues?
2: Uh, no, but that's a an, that's another thing that I you know not hundred percent sure where uh, that came from. <laughs> I, I'm a good producer, I promise. I I know everything about everything that's going on in this show.
0: Yeah, with so, with eighty percent certainty. I'm I'm calling Mike Shirley right now because we're going to try to make this show even. Better, Even better? Hopefully. Okay. Sounds good. We have to pitch more idea, too. Hello, Mike Shirley. You are live on a Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Well, hey, you guys. Got all your uh, hamster wheels running right. That's pretty cool. Well, good job. You're, you're live for at least as long as my phone battery works. But, you know, we'll... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so, Mike is... Great a, conversation. Keep it short. Mike Shirley, friend of the show, uh, owner of Rally Navigator, uh, which is your online... Currently your online software based way to make road books for um cross country rallies, uh, TSD rallies, all different kinds of rallies. Um am I correct?
3: Yeah, yeah. Fun yeah, fun project. You play with it, I play with it, uh get some use and we get to go ride some dirt bikes or some uh, road roadbook routes. So yeah, it's been a been and, a fun project. I'm working on that since two thousand
0: thirteen. And I'm diving headfirst into into rally boot camp. Uh it starts literally tomorrow for us out here. So I've been, uh, using the, uh, the super top secret RN two. You might know what I'm talking about. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. going to,
3: it's only going to be top secret for a bit longer. We're about ready to start letting that out for some, uh, beta data testing coming up here pretty soon.
0: Yeah. So a few of us have been, uh, done, um, going through the, uh, the, the learning process of how to make a better rally navigation, map book creation software. Um, of course I just complain. I, I use it and I complain about things. And, uh, uh-oh. He's gone. He's gone. Does that mean my battery's too dead? Or did no. he hang up on me? Probably hung up on me. I think he hung up on you. That or could've... you hung
2: up on him. I oh, see I'll call you him use your phone. It's very it's very.
3: Okay, we're back. No, we're right. Yeah, I hung
0: up okay. on you, didn't I? Oh,
3: okay, maybe. So, oh, it would be the first
0: time. <laughs> so I was just saying, I, I complain about stuff, and magically it gets fixed. So uh, it's going to be really cool. It's all the improvements you want in the old one, if you're familiar with it.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We've been working. We just had our list of ideas for a long time, and uh, we first started working on that back in 2013. So the way technology changed, it's evolved quite a bit. And, um, you know, the, the current Rally Navigator all works on the uh, web base, which has got some some pluses, but it's got some minuses too. Now uh, we're uh, working on some new software that's going to work right on your local computer, and uh, that's going to be more stable, faster, and more secure. So I've uh, been working with uh, Dave Peckham on that. He's doing all the coding, and uh, Dave's run. Uh, Ico Rally management services, uh, been around the block a lot. He's yeah, just a wizard on software. So
0: in the in the in the in the rally scene here in the United States, and also, um, like I said, do not I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what he does, but he he goes into the code and he does. the Matt knows a little bit about this. Yeah, I know a little code. Matt knows a little code, but this is this is why we called you earlier. We have we have a thing that we need to show you because it needs some it needs. I think it needs to get outsourced to somebody who knows more than us, but it's, it's part of this rally thing. It's a, it's a, it's a brain tool. It's really cool. Um, but we're going to use it. What are
3: you, what are you doing in that in a brain tool?
0: I don't get it. Well, cause I need to exercise my brain. And and so we came up with this idea and Matt Mm -hmm. did some coding Python. He called it. He did some Pythoning in the background and it does some stuff. It does some things that you need to do while you're rally navigating. So it's pretty cool. And I gave him my uh, level two today, and then his brain started exploding. Explode? Yes. Yeah. It was very kinda okay. like Logan's I, I like brain that. is exploding right now. While well, he's he's that's his
3: puberty, I think.
0: No, no. He's doing uh he's doing his show notes, we like to call him. He's trying to stay on oh, top okay. of the so game.
2: Which he shouldn't well, yeah. uh
0: because when the this show is brought to you by just, look at his shift gears real quick. Hey, this show is brought to you by uh, Rally Navigator. Uh, for sure, Rally Navigator has been uh, helping out uh, Tech Talk Taco Tuesday. Mike's been a guest on the show before. Of course, we'd like to thank Yamaha, Scott Sports, Climb, DDC, Trail Tech, Taco Moto, Seat Concepts, and Bulletproof Designs for uh, helping us out there. I use all of that stuff. Almost every single one of those things I just said, I use. And... I think they're all good. So what about a YZ four-stroke? Logan, do you know anything? They are for motocross
1: riders driven to dominate. The Yamaha YZ <laughs> la- line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory.
0: Mike, does he need to put like more gusto behind that voice? Just pack a little punch?
3: <laughs> yeah. Work out. Slam, oh. slam some mountaineers before the, before the
0: big read. Yeah, uh, this little gusto. So let's, let's put some behind it.
1: Visit Motorsports.com today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with powerful four-stroke engines.
0: Say it Reduce. like you have a powerful four-stroke engine. Like pushing. Vroom, you. vroom. Yeah, yeah. Give it some vroom, okay? So right, start with Reduced. <laughs>
1: reduced unsprung weight and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, both the Yamaha YZ450 and YZ250 come in exclusive Monster Energy. Hold on, Energy, I got
0: something for this. Keep going, keep going. Yamaha
1: Racing Edition graphics. You better packages, go fast. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with the Yamaha exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit yamahamotorsports.com. Motorsports <sighs> <laughs> 10 a, find your Yamaha YZ and enter victory zone.
0: Yeah, I got, I got my voice oh in the Tron. Oh it's, it, we're not a real podcast unless we have a voice in a Tron. Logan, do your homework. Start practicing that to 125 the two-stroke read. I always just say 125 because it's so much fun. Uh, okay, Mike. Uh, so, so we're going to contact you about – it might be in addition to the Rally Navigator family.
3: Okay. No, we're we're looking. We've got a lot of projects we're tying in with. Uh, uh, Luke's working on uh, the Tower One electronic roadbook reader. Uh, we're tying in with that. Uh, Mike Johnson um, has got his Rally Comp product. So um, yeah, it's actually we're we're trying to tie in with a lot of the different hardware. Products. But um, yeah, we've got just the, just the feedback from you and a lot of our core users, it's really been a community effort getting all the ideas cataloged. And, um, yeah, we've got a laundry list of improvements to make. So Dave, uh, spent his winter times compute, computing and coding up in Washington and in the summertime. He's raised baby goats. and God knows what up there. So hopefully it's a long, dark, cold winter. And Dave can spend a lot of time <laughs> doing
0: more coding.
3: And we'll get, we'll get this thing jamming together. But, uh, no, it's, it's been a fun product. Jimmy, I'm pretty stoked to have you guys using that. You're, uh, you're doing some pretty cool stuff with the guys you're shining and, uh, Shit, I might come down and hang out the next couple of days if you guys are playing around dirt bikes. Oh yeah, so, come
0: down. You know, no, big. no, we can okay. we can use help. We need we need uh we'll talk after the show for sure. Because uh, there's actually we got some pretty fun, we got some really fun rallies. They're they're super confusing some of them, but they're super fun too. Um, mm-hmm. And I was going to tell people, and I probably should say this before I start um, bashing on the uh the the dual sport the barstow de vegas dual sport guys (laughs) because here's your here's your potential rally customers like imagine doing the barstow de vegas dual sport it was actually done as like a rally map book and it would there used to be a high cost entry with equipment but now the equipment's getting a little bit easier to access and you could actually make that whole ride a little bit more fun um if you didn't like crash in the water or crash in silt but that's that's a whole different thing i should now plug my riding school logan right my riding school What's
1: LewisOffroad. dot
0: Yeah, that's that's the website. We we do training. You're a coach, remember? Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, um, it's good training. I took the to school. I liked it. I learned a lot. Breaking, uh, off camber riding, were two of the big things I learned from you. So that's been yeah, kind a of big help. Breaking is important. Slowing down before you you know ride into a river is important. Mm-hmm. Actually, crash, I, crash oh, slower. Hey, so guess where all the guess where all the carnage happened, Mike? Of all the people to be talking to about this. You, you know, remember Afton what? Canyon? Remember Afton Canyon? Mm-hmm. Your fan blades do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're still, they're still down there. <laughs> I know that. That's. I bet you the people were crashing, hit your fan blade that broke off. So, <laughs> so, so Mike drove through this, and it was, it was, it was the same depth. that was. It's funny because I heard people say there wasn't water the week before. The water there is pretty much always the same height. It just and and if you want to make it lower, it's real simple. Crawl through the reeds in the middle of it and push the reeds out of the way, and then it, there's like a, a natural dam that forms in there. You have to crawl pretty far in there, and it takes a long ass time for it to 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 you know flow down. How do I know this? Because I've done it before. <laughs> so, but but anyhow uh mike went in there with his truck and and just started driving in there and and had a nice you know good little pace and he wasn't going too fast or anything and you know he had a wave going and just at the very end it looked like he slowed up and i and that's when your fan blades – cuz it was how how hot was it that day 120 117 yeah, it was blazing pretty, pretty blazing more. hot yeah well anyways he slowed down right at the end when he started coming up and the water you know The 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 way he was pushing it, the water managed to go back and splash like the wave came and splashed underneath the hood of the car and went up. And the electric fan blades, he had dual electric fan blades, just came off. Ate the radiator. Ate the radiator too. It was dead. Yeah, but yeah. So so we we towed a car back from Afton Canyon to back to here. Yeah. (laughs) After my.
3: My track's broken down like three times since then. So that whole saga is like ancient history. So It doesn't even count. I just try and get it from A to point A to point B. Right. Well, (laughs) I saw
0: people – I saw a lot of different – there's a lot of videos of guys just attacking that thing in in a lot of really different weird methods that maybe we'll get into later. But uh, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Mike. Uh, It's good to talk to you again. We'll talk to you about our app and our our, uh, soon-to-be riding uh, riding plans. We're going to have Chris Reel come on later in the show and yeah, Chris
3: is Chris is a sharp guy, man. He, he's a sharp dude. I, I've watched a bunch of his YouTube videos and the, the bike prep and his presentation, and all that. He's a, he's a charger. So
0: we're going to talk about, both of us are going to talk about like after you drown your bike, what to do We we got some pretty good, he actually, he, he actually turned me on to something I wasn't really sure about. And I'm going to ask him about it, which is pretty cool. But um we're, we're both, very uh very uh confident on the idea once once your bike stops running in the water don't try to start it again right away um that's about all i know (laughs) i it was funny because a guy in the show talked about how his bike went in the water and had a problem and i'm like well you didn't try to start it and he goes yeah i did and i go oh your rod's bent he's like nah and sure enough, a week later, we got a. You know, he wrote back and said, "Yeah, you're right. My rod was bent. How'd that happen?" I'm like, "I told you. <laughs> it's nice. water. It's yeah. hard to compress the water." So, yeah, cool.
3: Well, I'll I'll tune in for Chris. I'll go start packing my stuff, and I'll plan on heading to Trump here and go hang out with you guys and have some fun.
0: Sounds good, uh, Mike. We'll talk to you soon, and and I'm going to tell everybody like why they need to uh, start paying attention to some of this rally stuff. If you are. Just for instance, like just a regular guy, and you want to go kind of do something different with your riding. Uh, making a rally is a really fun thing. I was kind of surprised how much Matt took to it. I I just said, "Hey, Matt, go try this." And uh, oh, stroking my my ego again with a uh, rally. Well, you did a good job. You went and oh. rode. You went and rode a rally that a lot of guys go out and they take like three hours, and you did it an hour and a half. So it was good.
2: Oh uh, uh, yeah, well,
0: yeah. Well, thanks. Well yeah to think you just you know real compliment wow it is as it that is a compliment it's true he, he did a good job rallying you want to try r- rally logan not yet not yet no you, logan you, you should try it in, in all seriousness it's really fun yeah maybe you wait till you get older like all all of us old guys are doing rally so you can't do it actually that's no you're not allowed to i'm not gonna let you <laughs> yeah you can do it you've done it yeah, you yeah. did the you did the prompt to dakar that one day so, uh, yeah, Logan can't do Rally, and I think that we got some questions, right? Oh, yeah, we got questions if, Logan, you want to pull it up. Yep. Logan's going to answer them.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's this is why we don't have time, a soundboard,
0: people. Time for Logan's yeah, questions. Yeah, this is why we don't
1: have one. <laughs> Facebook user, okay. is it worth upgrading to a newer KTM from a 2014 500 EXC?
0: That's a really good question. And um, so he's talking like a 20 or 21 or newer brand new. Let's just say brand new from a 2014. And as my good friend, Ray Conway, always likes to say, there's a lot less motorcycle there because there's a significant amount of weight drop between those years. Now, if we're just talking stock for stock right now, if you just took a stock 14 and a stock 2022, pretty much the same bike for most riders uh i don't think that there's any significant performance advantages that either one has because i'm pretty sure that the older one would probably make a little bit more peak horsepower but i think the drivability on the newer one stock has gotten a little bit better and then when i start talking about the weight difference most people, when I see buy a new stock, when they add all the weight that the manufacturer Trimmed. took the time to trim off in very, very unique and sophisticated ways, I see them add it right back on. And not to say that that's, that's right or wrong. It's just that's kind of what happens. So so the advantages and disadvantages, uh, you will hear all over the internet that the, that the suspension is not nearly as good. And I – almost i no, not even almost i wholeheartedly disagree with it i think the suspension overall has the performance has actually gotten a little bit better it's the same it's just that here's what happened the bike got a little bit lighter and when the bike got lighter i think the guys that really paid attention to it could actually feel that, that that it did what a lighter bike did it's like riding a two stroke or a four stroke you ride the two stroke and the bike feels like it's a little bit dancy, and you ride a four stroke and it feels planted well the new ktm that's 14 18 pounds whatever it is lighter is a little bit more dancy, and it's not because that they you know made the the forks a single sided you know it's rebound on one side compression or it's not because of this and they didn't cheap down or dumb down the stuff i'm pretty sure that they saved some money on the production side based on what they did but i don't think they lost any performance and and this goes for the huskies and and uh as well uh but is there is there a difference Mm, you're getting a newer bike i think that's the biggest thing you're you're getting a, a a newer bike and if you could find a a 14 with you know 50 hours on it you'd probably be in the same place in about a month you know because your new bike's going to have 50 hours on it and net net uh so it it really depends on it, the, the biggest difference is so when we start talking about modifying the biggest difference is is that the 2022 will be harder to modify than the older one i mean the ecus are all locked but there's more stuff connected to the ecu talking to the ecu about you know what kind of emissions are coming out of the tailpipe and it's making different adjustments so it'll be a little bit harder to modify it basically comes down to you need a different ecu but do you really need to modify it and and when you say you want more power i just say turn the throttle farther and you'll be happy so that's uh that's my answer they're the same bike, it's just the newer one is newer. I I own a twelve, a thirteen, a fourteen, an eighteen, and a twenty or twenty-one or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a pretty good grasp of what I'm talking about. And I didn't get a sixteen because <laughs> nobody's offered me one cheap yet. <laughs> <laughs> For, Less death, sixty
1: nine. Less death. Jimmy, would you take a KLR six hundred and fifty or a Tenere seven hundred to it? Run the New Mexico and Colorado BDRs.
0: Tenere, and I'm not just saying that because uh, Yamaha is a fine sponsor of the show. Uh, Ooh,
2: that's a pull I've up. said
0: this. I've said this before. That the Tenere is the new KLR six hundred and fifty. And I want the newer, better thing. I think a KLR is a great bike. If if you're just getting into this this adventure bike thing and you just want to kind of s- tippy toe in and get, you know, just get one that'll kind of do it, I would get a KLR because, especially if you're new, because it's just the more user friendly power and kind of more simple. I don't know. They're all kind of the same these days because the KLR is now fuel injected. So it's up there with all this stuff. But, um, yeah, tenor A every day because it it's it's like it's like double the performance of the KLR. And that's what I want.
1: Garrett Carlson, are there goggle secrets that pros know to handle dust, mud, etc.? That us mortal folk might not know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Um so the the guys who know this are the goggle guys, like the guys that prep goggles for the racers. And at the races, there is such a thing as a goggle guy. But I learned about the dust and stuff, and we did everything from put baby oil to Vaseline around the uh, you know on the foam, and not the foam that goes on your face, but the foam that's like kind of the venting foam um, uh, for for rain and mud. There was ways different ways to tape it. There was and a lot of these things, a lot of these technologies have actually. Evolved um, into, you know, when racers were doing certain things, the goggle manufacturer would say, "Hey, we need to integrate that into our products." Like the visors for the roll-offs or the tear-offs. And a visor basically is like a wind. It's like a it's like a a, a flashing or a gutter, a rain gutter, so the water can't get underneath the film because then the film sticks. And so there's there's a lot. Of, I ought to get a goggle guy. Um, uh, John Knowles would be awesome to have on this show uh, from Scott Goggles. He's a really good guy and he knows – he would know everything. Uh, there is to know probably way more than I even know. But uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Should I just give him a I, – I, I wish – is he's he's on the chat. So like what specifically are you looking for? I mean – and, and the, the trick like with the Vaseline and the baby oil is knowing the right amount. And that just takes some experience because you put too much in – it blows. It blows through, and then you've got a bigger problem. And if you're not very careful about how you put that on to alleviate the dust, well, guess where dust goes? Any place you've touched, and that usually includes the lens. So um, there was there was tricks for you know which no fog to use, and also in my experience because I was able to use so many different goggles when I was testing stuff and I wasn't racing when I was sponsored. But there's some brands that have excellent. Um, no fog and there's other brands that it's horrible there's some brands that have a little bit better optics you know just the the shape of the lens things like that so there's i wish i wish that there was a way we could do really high quality testing in other words i wish there was a way to support the the time and effort it took to to do this again because there's stuff that needs to be tested like this like goggles that's a great thing boots for instance um Helmets is that's really expensive and kind of a little subjective, but um, and even when you start going to like air filters and air filter oil and 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 you know different, I mean there's all the you know pipe shootouts. People love this stuff, but it takes time to do it right. Now these guys, you know, nobody does any of this stuff anymore because it's all pretty good. It's well, a lot of it's good, but there are differences, and I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to say that it's that there's. It's kind of like different flavors um you know but anyways if he if he if he comes back with a a specific question i will try to answer it but yeah there's there's tons of tricks and it goes from his it goes from how tight you run your goggle strap you know uh you know sometimes tighter is better but too tight is bad you know to to you know what you put on the on the foam so that's it johnny campbell johnny campbell that johnny
1: campbell what should I tell two nitro circus monkeys that have an idea to race the Baja One Thousand on a tandem pit
0: bike? Oh, come on, yeah, bring it on! I'm going to take that wait. phone away from you. I want to find better ones. Uh, two, wait, wait, like, read that. Two
1: nitro circus monkeys,
0: nitro circus monkeys that want to do it on a what kind of pit bike? Tandem, a tandem, no, yeah. like two guys on a single bike. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna build. It's like okay, it's like a, it's like a tandem mountain bike. I
3: guess,
0: uh, Tell them to go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? <laughs> Other than you told them to go for it. <laughs> well, I they see, want they, a- they probably they probably want they probably want them to pit them or something like that. a tandem pit bike. That's the stupidest thing. But then I know some donkey that. What did I do? Oh yeah, we raced an XR 100, but that was fun. Like, I mean, you could actually ride that thing. So, there's always there's always somebody looking to do the next stupid thing, and and it just the the stupid the stupidometer just gets wound tighter all the time. And and you, there's always somebody that's going to one up. So if those guys do it on a tandem thing, somebody will do it on a triple, and it's all game on. Next one.
1: Uh Justin Hansen. Four fifty X headwork.
0: Is that a question? Yes. Four fifty X headwork. Head so like I should ask Johnny Campbell this, right? Yeah. And we're talking about a Honda four fifty X, I guess, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does it say Honda? X. X. That means Honda. Okay. I think so. I'm just just trying to be clear. Well so, the
2: question says best solution to minimize adjusting valves
0: for uh, Honda 450x headwork? Oh boy, that's a, those are two totally different. So headwork to me means like porting the head, yeah, you know, or maybe putting bigger valves or like there's all kinds of headwork I mean a lot. So let's get to the let's, what's the whole question again?
1: I don't know. I read everything I have.
0: You read everything you have?
2: So I, that, that's a, I'm reading from the same docket.
0: Sounds like a problem, computer problem to me here.
2: Yeah. So no, the question that I that I have right here is is best solution to minimize adjusting valves for a Honda 450X headwork?
0: Hold on. Attention. <laughs> Attention. Oh okay. Boy. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, best solution. <laughs> <laughs> these, these views are gonna be dropping. <laughs> I knew I could make this show worse. Just give me just give me some opportunity here. <laughs> uh uh So the best solution to not having to adjust the valves? I believe so. Don't let dirt go past your air filter and don't over-rev it. This works for any four-stroke. Even my XR100, if I don't let dirt go by the air filter and I don't run on a rev limiter, I never have to adjust the valves. This goes for my KTM 350 that I – Looked at today and it looked like the whole valve cover because it's seeping a little bit of oil, kind of like what caused our buddy George to replace all the gaskets on his. It looked like it looked like it was actually growing on top of that valve cover because it hasn't been off for so long. And I don't need to because it starts and it runs fine. And I don't over-rev it and we don't let dirt go by the air filter. So that's – is that the answer that we're trying to? I, I believe so. I don't know what, what happened there, but yeah, I believe so. Okay. That works, question. that works on any four stroke. And and just because it's a Honda doesn't mean it's any different than it's a KTM or it's a Yamaha or it's a whatever four stroke. Those two things work just fine. Kel Postel. Kel Postel. I used to race against his dad.
1: Are you putting on a Rally Jimmy?
0: I am Jimmy Rally. So, no, I'm not putting on it. We do rally training, so I'm not putting on a rally.
1: Facebook user, do you have any idea if us poor Californians will have any green sticker two-stroke options in the future? I want to buy a KTM 300, but what I've read makes me feel that two-strokes are endangered species over here.
0: I do not believe that there is enough financial incentive for the manufacturers to push to try to get them what you would call like green sticker legal uh i i just don't think it's there i think i think the writings on the wall that 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 they can make vehicles that you can buy be it four stroke the word two stroke is a bad word and it doesn't have to do with how clean it is because they're actually pretty clean. They're What they're really – what is really hard to do is to get them to start up and be clean. Once they're running, they're clean. But the the warm-up cycle on a two-stroke is a little rough for the emissions regulations. And there's ways to do it, but they're expensive. And all of a sudden, it's like it's the kind of stuff that people would take off instantly. And that's not the way the manufacturers can produce vehicles anymore, blah, blah, blah. So the answer – the short answer is No um i'm pretty sure that there will be ways for you to Ooh. oh that was a it's a Cotty, the Gulf of mexico yeah. um Gulf of
1: mexico.
0: i'm pretty sure there'll be ways for you to to be able to ride a two-stroke uh in california if you are smart about it uh but i think if you're uh, general if you're not if you're not that, that informed like in other words if you're not listening to this show you can probably you will probably not have a very good time riding a two-stroke in california but if you're if it's the kind of person that like is smart enough to listen to this show and then seek out decent information there'll be ways they'll there will be there will be ways and i just moved to nevada <laughs> but i'm gonna have to ride my damn two-stroke through a f- solar field or in a solar field, evidently, the way it looks now. So, okay.
1: Ricky Braybeck.
0: That guy. I
1: think it's the imposter one.
0: Okay. The imposter Ricky Braybeck.
1: Yeah. Uh, what year bike was that That for smoked on the dry lake bed?
0: He's talking about the Husaberg 570? Yes. It was a 2008. Yeah. It was roosting. That was a rooster noise, by the way. Yeah, roosting across the dry lake bed.
1: San Felipe Bob, hey, Jimmy Lewis. Beta 300 forks that were topping out kind of funky. Adjust the rebound slower a couple clicks. And it worked good. Thank you.
0: So that helped, but (coughs) I'm more curious about the fork oil level. Than anything, because a lot of times, especially in an open cartridge fork, everything's splashing around, and if the oil level is a little bit low, it can it can kind of at the very end cavitate a little bit, you know. And and there's not the oil. I I don't know how to explain it. I kind of I kind of I can visualize what's going on, but um, sometimes like having a little bit lower fork oil level, so less oil in the fork, can can cause this, but also a little bit of cavitation. Uh, can cause this, so I've always found, and Honda forks do this as well. CR 450, the new CR 450 X. I'm I'm like hypersensitive to it. If the fork oil level is set like a little bit too low, they tend to top out, and you get it to the to where I I don't actually mind a little too much oil. I'm not saying too much per manufacturer specs, but I'm saying too much for most people because they feel like the 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 fork doesn't bottom out properly i i like it to bottom out like very little if any at all and adding oil can help this so uh check oil but yeah that's that's usually a couple clicks of rebound or it's amazing what that'll do because you're just slowing the thing down it's like you know it's all that spring pressure is pushing back down and you're doing it so it just doesn't get too much speed and and slam into the end of the stroke when you're doing those massive willies on that beta 300 i'm sure bob
1: USA Outdoor Outdoorsman. New wait,
0: wait, wait. Pronunciation one more time, Logan. Outdoorsman. USA Outdoorsman? Yeah. Okay. Say the whole thing. What's... USA Outdoorsman. Okay. I just want to just... Because I, I can't ever remember names, so I want to hear them clearly once. A new 450 L
1: or X or Husky FE 501. Have a I have a Vortex to put on one or the other. Currently own a Gen 1 450X. I enjoy pounding the whoops because it's the only thing I'm good. <laughs> Is it an upgrade or downgrade? Uh,
0: um, why are you asking me? I'm the guy that hates pounding whoops. So you're asking a guy that doesn't like what you like what I would do. So – it, out of those out of those options that you just gave me and and knowing what you liked knowing you liked if' it's, it's interesting if you like the older generation sierra four fifty x all of the bikes that you that you just listed are going to be a change the l would be the biggest change the x I think the Husky would be the most similar because the Hondas – the newer Hondas feel like they sit up a little bit taller where the Husky actually rides a little bit lower. But none of those bikes have that kind of – that stability and weight feel that your older older bike has. And the fact that you have an ignition to put on it um, doesn't change much for me other than the X and the L become a little bit more similar. But at that point, it's like do you need the license plate or not? And maybe you have one on your old bike, and you need a license plate on your new bike. So there's a lot of a uh, lot more. This, this question could go a lot deeper, but um, yeah. Let's say what I always tell people: just get a KTM 500. Yeah, yeah. But I should tell them to get a Yamaha WR or FX. Mm-hmm.
2: You are sponsored by 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 them,
0: right? Yamaha helps us out, but right. He should actually get a two-stroke, Logan. What do you think?
1: If he got a Yamaha two-stroke, he would experience pure performance and exhilarating power with a full lineup of Yamaha YZ two-stroke bikes. Visit yamahamotorsports.com today to explore what's new for 2022. The re-revised YZ125 makes for the perfect step-up machine. Featuring all-new engine, revised 6-speed transmission, new brakes, and new suspension settings.
0: And it rips even for fat dudes.
1: Yeah. Improved rider ergonomics and new aggressive styling and more. The YZ250 also delivers improved rider ergonomics, new front and rear brakes, updated suspension settings, and aggressive styling. For a truly race-inspired look, check out the YZ250 and YZ125 Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Editions. And for the next generation of riders, the YZ65, YZ85, and YZ85 LW deliver big bike specs in a smaller package. Visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter Victory Zone today.
0: That's right, <laughs> money. Uh, so yeah, it all it, those bikes are all good. It's all good. So we got Chris. Uh, we get, I believe. Get, I believe so. We have a special guest. Well, hold on. He, he's he's still muted. So he, I don't know if he's actually there. He could. He could be there. We can bring him into the show. I'm going to go ahead and. Uh, why don't you answer these goofy questions, or have me have me answer them? What does Michael uh, Payton yeah. want to know?
1: <clears throat> you discovered that the two additional strokes were not really beneficial, so you were removing them.
0: <clears throat> Do we know what that came off of? Where that the came story from? Story Facebook post on the. Oh Picture on the, of the, uh, on, the uh, image. on the the Yamaha YZ250FX motor that I that I have apart on my bench. That's Trevor's motor and uh it had a lot of additional time on it and I took it apart because Trevor was smart enough to identify the knocking noise that was coming out of it as being bad, so he stopped riding it. Which is when your motor starts making a new noise rather suddenly, you know, it's like And suddenly maybe in just a few seconds, it changes its tone or you go to start it up after a ride. And the next time you start it up, it makes a, you know, substantially different noise. It's talking to you. So it has nothing to do with how many strokes it had. Um, but, uh, I removed the, 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 the creator of the sound, which happened to be the crank and the rod, the big end of the rod was done. It was time. It, it, uh, was making a knocky knocky noise, so that was the one we were testing the uh, g y t r head on so it had a lot of time on it and when we i don't remember whether we put a piston in it when we did that or when we did the head or not, I think so we did put a piston in it yeah and and I checked the rod when we when we did that and I'm like mm. it was like yeah you know what let's just let's just run it because I think it was it was in the upper end of the hours but it was like not you know I, I basically i was lazy and i didn't want to change the didn't want to split the case at that time we just want to throw the top end and ride it which is what we did so it was time i think it was written hard and okay is chris ready for us
4: i think i'm ready i
0: believe he is yeah <laughs> good evening chris real you're welcome to tech talk taco tuesday hey, glad to
4: be here jimmy and good to see you logan buddy
0: yeah chris is our uh, expert on oils and some other things like uh what to do when your inside of your engine gets wet
4: yeah and uh been a little bit of that happening uh last couple of weeks
0: Right, so it's amazing that they can put on the driest, dustiest, uh, longest dual sport ride in the country, and you could put a hundred feet of water in it, and then all hell, all now nah, it wouldn't hell like hell didn't break loose, the the seas didn't part, is what we could well, say. Well,
4: some guys got a little bit of 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 a, of a riding experience in the in the silt, and they also got a little bit of a riding experience in the in the little bit of, uh, water that was there. And, uh, they, you know, some guys had a good time and some guys had a wet time, but you know, all in all, it was a pretty good event. I, I didn't, I,
0: I didn't see much. Um, I didn't hear much about this cause I was off the grid the entire weekend. And then I kind of came back and, and someone posted a video and I didn't realize that they were actually able to, go through Afton Canyon on that ride. I, I just know that, you know, with the, all the permits and everything they had to go get this difficult, but I'm like, wow, they went through there. And I know that that water crossing it's, it's basically cabled off on both sides. You have to go through a channel and, and there's also a railroad bridge across it. And I know that people go there and they look at it and then they'll go up and which is really dangerous. Cause if you've ever seen how fast trains go through there, I would not advise getting anywhere near that railroad trestle, but uh, then, I, then, <laughs> so then I saw some videos and I saw a lot of different styles, most of them not very um, – not the best styles or the best decisions made in the way that everybody decided to attempt to grow across the river. And then I saw the picture of the conga line on the other side of the river of bikes upside down and people trying to kick bikes that didn't like that they were kicking and uh, it would look like a mess.
4: Yeah, it was it was a bit of a mess, but you know, I really have to hand it out to the you know the guys at District 37 and the dual sport community. They tried very hard to play by all the rules and have a uh, have an entertaining ride. And there's so much that goes into that event that sometimes their hands are tied, and that's just where they have to go. Um, so you know, they they really did a, a I would call it a stellar job, but some guys. You know, a couple sections were a little bit challenging for for some guys, and um, and that's what an adventure or a dual sport ride is. It's so a it's a little bit of a challenge.
0: Yeah, and I think there, there was there was an easy way around this, correct? Around I the water, I believe
4: so. I did not look at the whole course map. I kind of went off grid this last weekend, also. Um, but but you know, that's you know they'll never leave you absolutely stranded with no way around and so i'll have to say that it wasn't a completely self-inflicted wound but you know some of the guys took (laughs) so some of the guys took a you know an adventurous um route and and we've all done so you know i I, you know i'm not saying anything bad about the guys like you know i've been i've been the guy upside down in the creek you know so you know it's all good
0: yeah we've we've all done it and like like you said that the the fact that they you know all if 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 anybody who's complaining is has any idea of the effort that goes through to get those permits and to execute that event they wouldn't be complaining anymore they would be actually if you know what they really if especially if you're you know really bitching on social media which is what people love to do i always say well do it yourself, you know, do, you know, what you're complaining about, go fix it, you know, put on an event that's better than the one you're complaining about, or whatever, you know, you're, you're, I don't even know what the entry fee was for this particular event. But go and you know, haven't been a race promoter before. And I've had everybody, including their mom come up and tell me how to do it better. And I said, Oh, is that how you do it in your event? And they look at me like, what? And I'm like, No, is that, is that how you do it? Is that does that work at your event? and they they always kind of like look at me like what what do you mean and I'm like yeah I know that's what I mean <laughs> you don't you don't know you have no idea and there's reasons but anyways kind of back to the <laughs> we'll, we'll get to we'll get to the water too cuz so after watching a couple of the water videos which I actually they weren't kind of crash videos they were just kind of just kind of oh boy you could see it start before it happened but then I then since I started watching this I guess you know Facebook decided to show me more and we started watching the silt videos guys riding through the silt and crashing and doing ridiculous uh stuff and I always you know so the, the funny thing about those two situations water and silt is Believe it or not, they kind of act the same when you ride through them. You know, the the way the bike, the way the bike reacts and the kind of stuff that happens, you know, like they kind of start both of them in, in certain instances. Well, number one is you can't see what you're going to hit. This is the, this is the number one thing. And this is coming from my riding school background. You can't see what you're going to hit. And so I don't care whether it was Afton Canyon water crossing or these silt ruts there could have been a rock, you know, the size of a basketball that you're going to torpedo into without seeing it. In it, whether it was in the silt or the water, it could have been there. Would you do that if you could see that? Would you torpedo into that rock?
4: No, Chris? not on purpose.
0: <laughs> okay. So, so that being said, that so let's just say you can't see what you're going to hit. How fast do you want to hit what you're not going to see? Well, like, let's just kind of rule, like, like, should we do it at two miles an hour or five miles an hour or 20?
4: Well, you know, a, a high-speed crash hurts, so a low-speed crash hurts less. So I'll take the, the, the low-speed crash hurting less. And maybe if I save a little gas in the tank when I do hit something, I'm not going so
0: fast that I become the passenger instead of the rider. Right, but don't you just get over the back and gas uh, it?
4: For a little while, that works. <laughs> you know, I mean,
0: uh, yeah. no, it then, then you, wind, you wind up on on
4: on, on, on the, the funny video clips.
0: Yeah. So in the silt, it's like, it's like I saw some of these videos and I saw it was complete whiteout. These guys had, you know, their GoPros on and they're posting all these videos they're like, yeah, the silt was horrible. And uh, and you can't, it's a full whiteout. You can't, they're just riding behind their buddy. And it just goes, and you're like, okay, I got a better idea. If that's fun, why don't you just close your eyes and ride? Because it's the same thing, but then at least you can open your eyes and see where you're going. <laughs> you know, when you're in the silt falling your your buddy, and then you and then you slam into your buddy because, well, like I said, there was a basketball-sized thing, or more often than not, in the silt, it's imagine you're riding down a road that has curbs on the side of it, and the curves slowly come together. And then you get scared and you lose your balance and you lean into the curb. I mean, I don't ever see anybody doing that on the side of the road, like, you know, when they're driving through a neighborhood with a curb. But in silt, <laughs> they manage to do it all the time, generally because they can't see. But there's a lot more. T- or because they're also aquaplaning on top of the silt, which is a whole different scenario. Mm-hmm. But you can always go really slow through the silt and ride right through the middle of it, believe it or not.
4: When the bike starts to push in the this- silt, you know, it, and you're going too fast, it's, you know, you can see the crash. You know it's coming if you're the rider, and if you're watching it on the video, you 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 can see when when the bike just starts veering, and you know it's you know it's 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 an underserved condition that's that's going to eventually run out of road.
0: Right. And uh, but okay, so let's get back to I think where everybody you know we had a we actually saw some questions kind of pop up on. On, uh, you know, some of the different forms, they were saying, hey, we went in the, you know, went in the water, all of a sudden, I, you know, my bike fell over and it got water in it. So water, the bike tips over and a couple of things happen. I'll just kind of explain from what, what I know and correct me if I if I get wrong. The bike tips over generally while it's running and it takes a little while for that water to get through the air filter and kind of get in. But then again, it's kind of hard to find your kill button when it's down underneath the water, but it's going to suck a little bit of water in there. And generally it's going to stop running pretty quick. Just is this, is this correct? You know,
4: and, 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 you know, at that point, if it, if it, you know, stop running know, you're not going at real high RPM, and it stops running fairly, fairly quickly. It's, it's, it's not catastrophic yet. Um, You know, it, you know, it hydrolocks the um, hydraulically locks the the piston because the water doesn't compress, and and the water usually turns off the spark. So so usually it, it stops the engine pr- pretty pretty quickly, and so you know that's that's kind of a good thing.
0: Yep, and one other thing I want to point out is is and this is this is uh. If you haven't desmogged your bike, <laughs> you're not going to suffer this as much as all the guys that just desmog everything. When you turn a hot motor in and then you cool it off very quickly, and there's, you know, hot oil inside of it, and there's like, you know, you've you've vented the uh the cases and the breathers to atmosphere, you know. I mean, it's not emissions compliant anymore. That stuff cools down. Some water likes to go into those passages too very interact.
4: very true and and you remember that when the engine stops rapidly it, it cools off pretty quickly so it it will siphon water you know in in into the engine you know uh it'll pull a little bit of vacuum and and if you're sideways in the creek um, you're going to have some water that's going to get where water shouldn't be it's going to it's going to get inside the engine and and the crankcase breathers go do go to the crankcase or they go to the transmission and that's where the oil lives and and that's where the water shouldn't be and and so then we kind of have something to contend
0: but if you had if you're if your bike was all legal like a totally legal compliant bike it would probably be pretty difficult for the water to get in would you yeah you you know, as a
4: matter of fact i've got a uh, you know here's a uh, a charcoal canister, which vents the tank and also captures some of the um, crankcase ventilation, um, you know, the escaping hydrocarbons, So that's a pretty good. Um, that's a pretty good water trap. And the way the uh, the hose routing is on most of the, most, particularly the adventure and dual sport bikes, really, the hose routing is. It has some some natural some some purpose bends in that hose to to act as a uh, you know a, a, as a water trap and uh, and you know from from the manufacturer's standpoint a way f- to to let some of the vapors condense on the sides of the hose and actually run back into the engine so so the you know you know the you know the the bag of snakes hoses and a diagram that's on your motorcycle telling you that there's a lot of hose here it actually works in 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 your favor in this condition and and in reality that some of the new, you know, uh, uh, fuel systems that, that contain the pressure, it, it does some other things as far as, as performance and fuel economy, uh, to the, to the good where, uh, you know, with our gas boiling, it kind of contains some of that. So there's some, there's some advantages having, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the vapor recovery stuff, you know, on, on the vehicle.
0: Yeah. And and Chris is an expert. He he understands all this stuff. And the reason I kind of brought that up and, and, and said that is because so, people are so quick to just tear that stuff off as if it's like, oh, my bike isn't going to run <laughs> properly with this on there. And I've seen more bikes that do not run properly because it was taking off because there's a lot of other stuff that needs to be compensated for. But at the same time, it can save you sometimes if you don't know – what it's doing or what you're doing <laughs> sometimes these these manufacturers are not dumb they think about some of this stuff when they put it on so um before you just go and just start cutting hoses and throwing stuff in the trash can uh be aware of this and the charcoal canister you know i mean all of the emission yeah, control stuff on on particularly on,
4: on the under 600 cc motorcycles um, you know, some some are coming with a, a catalytic converter and a charcoal canister and and, and and maybe a pulsed air system. Most of that stuff, um, if you start talking about weight, you're talking about the weight of a set of handguards. It's it's really not that that much, and and having a smart ECU that has an oxygen sensor and a mass flow sensor to to help compensate for things is it does build performance. Now, if you're building a race bike, of course, that's a whole different story. But if you want a good running dual sport bike or a, you know, a, you know, a fairly compliant motorcycle, you, you, when you start unzipping that stuff, so you better know exactly what you're doing because you will go slower in many cases and you can do some, some damage because the bike can be, can be
0: very, very lean. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, it it's I I didn't want to go off on the no. on the emissions side of things, but just just I was gonna say, hey, here's a here's a, here's a perfect example where that stuff actually may you know it may actually do you some good. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be way harder for that bike to suck water in places that it shouldn't be because of this stuff. So um so let's say say now we've you know I've got my fully race tuned uh you know, whatever bike it is, and and I take a little take a little dip in the uh in the old Afton Canyon River. It's down on that side for, uh, take me 15 seconds to get that thing pulled back up. And then, and then I will, the first thing I shouldn't do is hit the start button again. Well, you're gonna, you, you, you,
4: yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're gonna,
0: you, just, you can't you help yourself. I can save it. Can't help um, it. No, you should not, you should not hit the start button. And, and don't go under pinning yeah. it. <laughs> like, like the the, 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 the less RPM your motor has when it starts going for the drink. Is is going to save you exponential dollars based on your RPM when that water finally gets in
4: when the water finally gets in there? But but you know that you know you know I wanted to kind of point out you know to you know before we get too buried into this is we have a lot of new riders experiencing off road and adventure and you know the manufacturers have some you know some small adult size motorcycles you know for for you know new riders and the ladies and and re-entering riders. And so, you know, I would encourage them to, you know, take some lessons. And if you're crossing a, a swift water running stream, get off on the upstream side of the motorcycle. That's going to happen. And, 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 and then when it does go, does go pear shaped and you got to pump the water out. Um, you know, we can, we can talk about that, but.
0: Well, yeah, we'll get in. So, so as, as a guy who does run an off-road riding school, um, I'm going to tell you that the number one thing about when you come to a water crossing you're curious about this is the best riding tip I can give you. Let someone else go through first, <laughs> and and if they have and if they have a bad time, you may not. <laughs> so so uh, it, you know I, I and when I and, and I I sat there and I looked at I watched this and I looked at it and I, I saw guys going way off to the right and uh and i'm kind of just some of my some of my spidey senses i'll bet you the middle of the road would 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 actually be a little bit better but you just never know when someone's gone through there, whether it's in a truck or on a motorcycle and spun their wheel like i said you can't see so you it's it's a it's when you can't see it's a little bit of a mystery so okay so i i've i've tipped my bike over luckily it wasn't going that fast it it stalled out it's underwater now i picked it up it's probably best to push it out because we don't we don't we don't want to bend the rod or break a piston. So we we, 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 we get it. We, we're going to get it out of the water. And then the next thing in my world is I'm going to take the air filter off. I am going to – if my spark plug is ridiculously hard to get to, and trust me, on some of these bikes, now it is, um, I would actually find a way to uh, – um, Spin the, you know, using the transmission, if I could, to spin the motor back and forth to see if I can get it to 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 open up a valve so the water can drain out, and try to spin it slowly and get the water out so that the motor will turn over slowly. um, You know, to to drain as much as I can. If I can pull the spark plug out, I pull the spark plug out, and that makes it a lot easier to get the motor out the water out of the motor or at least out of the combustion yeah, chamber. and
4: and one of the things and you know I, i've worked in you know, a variety of uh, on a variety of pieces of equipment ranging from generators uh, sunken atvs to you know off-road motorcycles to jet skis that have gone over the big wave falls or people that have lost outboards off the back of a boat and so the biggest thing is get the water out of the out, out of the whole system and so when when we when we you know Tip a motorcycle over in the stream, uh, take the air cleaner off, and pour the water out. You know, and very often the way the head pipes are, there's a gulp of water. If it's a two-stroke, there's a bunch of water down the pipe, down in the low spot. And if it's a four-stroke, the way the head pipe is is, is wrapped around uh, the muffler, will continue to drain water back into the engine. So it kind of kind of fights it. So my mechanism is to to tip the bike and try to pour the water out. So sometimes I can lift the front end up and do a massive wheelie or, or I lean it over on its kickstand and, and keep pushing it around that one. But get the water, get the the majority of the water out of the bike and then start undressing parts to, uh you know, so it can spin the motor over and, and removing the spark plug is the best, you know, putting it on the kickstand and rocking the, the rear wheel forwards and backwards to try to, to trick some of the water out of the cylinder is is good, but you don't want to really try to start it yet.
0: Yeah. So, so the idea, like I said, water doesn't compress, so it can bend and break things. So we, we, we don't want to do this. And generally you're in a remote place and you've, you know, you're going to have to ride it out. And I've, I've done this before. So, you know, you get, you get it kind of cleaned out to where it will will we'll, we'll, we'll you know be free Th- this is the point where when i know that there's there's a lot less water in there there's no water that's going to pour back in some way shape or form um then then i will go ahead and try to try to start the bike because i don't at this point i know there's probably some water in the bottom end in the transmission or whatever but i don't have a choice at this point i'm going to get it started and but i will do it kind of carefully you know if it's electric start only you're kind of at the speed of what the starter is going to do but with a kickstarter i'm going to kind of kick it over slowly and make sure it doesn't seem like it has additional compression or you know a significant amount of additional compression so that it doesn't break something once it gets go- going and there isn't a whole bunch, a gulp of water someplace to suck in and cause an additional problem. So I'm, I want to make sure my intake track is free of water and there's no water in my exhaust system. That's going to be able to kind of come backwards in w- some way, shape or form. Yep. Yes.
4: And, and, and when I have to do it, I, when I, when I get it to where I think it's going to start, um, I'll start without the air cleaner because usually the air cleaners is, is so. And so yeah, I'll yep. beat that on a tree or a rock or, you know, I'll 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 get the water out of that, so I'm not pulling more water into it, and I'll take my time and get it get it running, um and and it'll spitter and it'll sputter and and it you know and when you have a, when you have a lot of water in the you know say it's a four stroke you got a lot of water past the breather or it's in the you know in in the oil you know you look in the sight glass or you look in the dipstick tube it's going to be milky and you're going to have a little panic attack and then it's going to foam some more as you as you rev it and it's going to push it back up through the breather and it's going to make a mess and, and so so you know at, at that point you know, you've got it running and and i let it kind of warm up and and do its thing um for for a little while and then i'll put the air cleaner back in and you know suck the, the water you know that's going to be trapped in the air cleaner you'll know, suck that through and you know dress the motorcycle and get to where i can Start doing some some flushing and, and some cleaning, um, but if it makes bad yeah. sounds um, then <laughs> then then you know you know I have to face the music of of, 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 of a bailout somehow some way but and, and if right. you have a dual sport bike um that's a you know a, you know a, it, it's, it's got the emission controls on there, um, it may be, go down the road just fine for a few minutes and then just stop. And that's because the charcoal canister may be plugged with water and your gas can't, gas tank can't vent. And so open the cap, let it take a gulp of air and try to start it again. And that, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that where the guy goes, man, your magic you made my bike run. No, I just let it get fuel. And so, so, and the canister will purge itself, but once in a while it will, it will just block, you know, block vacuum. So you're, you know, you can't you can't pull um
0: can't pull gas into the engine. Yeah, and it's the same thing sometimes when when uh bikes boil when they boil mm-hmm. gas and sometimes often it, it sometimes it can make it worse by <laughs> disconnecting the the vent line but at the same time. So, okay, so so you, you get it running and like I said with the, with a lot of the new electronic the stuff with a lot of electronic stuff on there sometimes something happens but the, the other thing not to 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 not forget is that you you may, if you've drowned it well enough, you may actually have water in your gas. Oh, for sure. And and this it, it takes a little while for it to get in there and generally there's it doesn't get a ton in there but if you get a significant amount in there depending on where the pickup is and on old bikes and the old bikes if you had a a, a petcock that had reserve you're always safe <laughs> <laughs> until you turned it on reserve and then you all of a sudden you run you go to you go to reserve you turn it all of a sudden your bike starts running like crap and that's because the reserve petcock had that's where all the water sat and generally for a little bit of water um, I found that the pickups are high enough to where a little teeny tiny bit of water is not a problem, but you get a, we'll call it a significant amount. You know, you get some water in there. Like if you poured like a, a half a cup of water into your gas, you'd probably get the effects on a fuel injection bike right away, yeah. just based on where the pickup is yeah. at.
4: And, and a lot of the uh, fuel filters on the fuel injected bikes, um, you know, gasoline is less dense than water so it'll gasoline will go through the filter and water will not and so so that becomes sometimes a, a challenge with a with a fuel injected bike so that
0: you know you know uh, so so it actually it actually blocks the water will block the gas from yeah. getting into the to the fuel to mm-hmm. the fuel pump right hey but here's the good thing about the ethanol gas yeah. <laughs> the ethanol will actually suck up some of that water into the gas and allow it to still Correct. run, right? You yeah.
4: <laughs> and, and and so you know, you, you take the good with the bad, but 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 really, you gotta you know, you gotta get you gotta get past your drama and 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 get to a place where you can start you know, doing some you know some surgery. You know, if you if you think you got water in the gas, well then you you drain the fuel. If You think you got water in the oil, well, you drain the oil. Then you know you're gonna have you're gonna have some residual in there, and then you have to contend with that.
0: And and here's where here's where I, I read your paper, and we should we should definitely get a link up to um, uh, the paper that uh, that um, Chris had, and he talks about basically some of his his uh, jet ski rescues from you're in you were at the big wig big wave competition, was it, it was the, um, is Taupo, yeah, right? You
4: know, I've done a decade down in, in, in Tahiti at uh, Chocu, Um And, Chocu, you know, yeah. and, and, and we're talking serious big wave, big, big waves. And, and down in Puerto Escondido, uh, Mexico, we're talking, you know, we're talking 20 footers are, are, you know, are, are an average and you can get a 40 foot sleeper on the world tour and you can get a 50 or 60 footer on the, on the big wave tour. So, these are mountains of water, and my guys, the rescue guys that have to go in and fetch the surfers, I mean, they've got to dodge the waves, and they got to pick up the, the the victim and get them on the sled and get them out of there. And waves come about every 15 or 20 seconds, and so we talk about the response time. You know, That guy's got to go, and sometimes he doesn't go, and the ski and the driver and the surfer all take a ride in a washing machine. And, 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 you know, you know, tumbling a jet ski, it's a thousand pound vehicle, four cylinder, a couple hundred horsepower. Um, it, and when it goes over the falls and and rolls around a a dozen times and gets slammed up on the beach, it is pretty unhappy. And, you know, so it makes, it makes a little tip over an Afton Canyon, kind of a, kind of a non, (laughs) non deal, but, but the, but the result is the same. You've got water in the engine. you got to get it out. Most of the time on my assignments when I'm there, I'm with, with a good friend of mine, Jerry Fouts, and some guys. And and you just have to make do with what you can get basically at a service station. You know, we're at the, we're at the end of the paved road on at at an island in the middle of the ocean. You can't just call in somebody. You have to, you have to fix it. And so... You know, draining the oil and putting some other oil in
0: there, and typically I'll start a flushing process. And 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 you brought up you brought up using uh, both ATF and diesel yes. diesel fuel as as a couple of 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 ways to get the yeah. water out. So now we have milky oil, and whether it's in a transmission of a two stroke or it's in the bottom end or everywhere in a four stroke, uh, now you have this white milky oil and. You need to get it out probably as soon as possible because it's going to corrode, you know, it's going to corrode and rust. So you suggested a couple of different things. Why don't you kind of explain? Well, two that. strokes
4: are easy. You know, you 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 got a clutch, your clutch pack, you got some gears, you got an in and an out. That's and you got a quart of oil. And so what I'll do on 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 the two strokes if if, if I can't get to it right away, I'll drain the oil and I'll put some uh you know some some diesel in there. And just kick it through, to, you know, just, just rotate, just kind of wash it. And what the diesel will do is, is it will help, um, uh, bond a little bit of the, um, you know, the water with that. And so I can drain it out. So I'll, I'll do a, a little purge with, with diesel, um, on that, not running it, just, just, just spinning it through. And then I'll, I'll go into ATF flushes on the, um, on the, on the two stroke. Like, you know, with the cheapest ATF I can find, and and automatic transmission fluid is very very high in detergents and dispersants, and so it will entrain the water and it'll turn it into a a frothy red nasty foamy uh, milkshake. And I'll run it. You know, I'll put it on a stand and and just let the bike idle and the rear wheel go and 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 then the, you know, the the
0: this is, this is, so this is even on a, no, on a four I'll, stroke. You'll put the let, ATF. In, me, no, you're still on two stroke transmission
4: Then we'll move on.
0: Okay. And, okay, and got so
4: it. I'll do that. And with the two strokes, you know, the ATF, you know, two or three changes with ATF. I'm, I'm a pretty happy guy. Um, then I'll put some real, you know, transmission fluid in there, you know, some, uh, some gear oil in there and run it and, and see, see where I am. But usually I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 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 good to go uh, with with that mechanism. You know that method in in a two.
0: After after you use like a single or a double yeah. flush. Yeah, I always do two flushes. Yeah, that's yeah okay and two it, flushes. Yeah, get the get because get the thick stuff out and then have it go in more one more time to kind of collect the 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 yeah. rest of it and it and, and it gets and it then done. You're, you're good. I, I used to. I used to race a I used to race my YZ125s back in the desert racing days with ATF oh, and yeah. the transmission. So it's it's not it's not detrimental no, it, to it. it. It's really, I mean, they work in your car. Well, it
4: works they work. The only <laughs> thing about the new bikes and ATF is the it, well it's clutch. the clutch and an ATF is very very low viscosity and there isn't a lot of shock load protection for the, with the gears. And you know, in the old days, you know, 20 horsepower out of a out of a 125 was 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 pretty zoomy 25 was pretty zoomy and now you know and now not you know and 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 the and the gear case was pretty big and the clutch back was pretty big so so and and horsepower wasn't that high now with the smaller gear cases and and higher power outputs the shock load protection on the gears and and the the loads on the clutch really justify uh real transmission fluid you know transmission oil
0: that's that that information there is right there is worth the price of admission to listening to this show which is it's generally free but then you have to listen to me so it's like negative but that that's i'm i'm glad that you explained that very well so so there's a reason why we have motorcycle specific transmission fluids
4: yeah and 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 you know and you know if you want to look at a spec sheet on on atf you know it's it's about a seven to ten weight, you know, if you compare it to motor oil and a and a and a transmission oil is, is like a ten W thirty most of the time. So it's it's significantly more more viscous and it has a different um, chemical structure, so it protects the, the gears better. But but in a pinch, ATF, the clutches really like ATF a lot. Um, the bearing's not so much. The gear's definitely not so much. And so, you know, uh, you know, you know if, if I had my choice between running straight ATF or straight motor oil in a, you know, a 300 TPI just to get me by, I'd go with motor oil until I could get, you know, okay. I could go and get something. If, if I'm at, you know, the auto zonal and I need something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm, well, I need motorcycle transmission for, you know, that guy is not going to know what I'm asking for. So I'm going to, you know, he's all transmission. It's, it's red. It's on aisle seven. And I, well, maybe I'll take, you know, motor oil that's on aisle five. But, but, but that, you know, you know, that's a, you know, you know, that, that's my go-to for, 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 for two strokes. And so, you know, and, and, you know, just this year, you know, we tipped a nice 300 over up in, up in the, uh, you know, up, up my, um, Tioga Pass or Sonora Pass with, with Jerry and some guys. And, and he's a good guy. He, he tipped over and, and I, go, man, I'm next on, next on the trail. And I think I'll get him out and we'll find a way around because my stubby little legs weren't going to go through that rushing river. So, you know, it, you, you pick your path. So, so our next battle on tonight is, right. is four strokes and, and oil and training.
0: So, yeah, so 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 you've got your so most of the bikes now are four stroke, so you got your four stroke is tipped over, oil's all milky. You get it someplace where you can do it. And and I have run them, I'm trying to think of the you know, it's it's only been a couple times, but I've had, you know, whether it was from a impeller shaft seal going out and then all of the coolant getting into the motor that way and or, you know, somehow getting drowned and in a lot of water inside of the motor. I've run them for you know, the better part of an afternoon to to get them to wherever they needed to go, and then I began the draining process. And those motors did not seem to have any significant problems because of it in the long run.
4: And and usually they won't. Just just, just don't let Logan wash your motorcycle with a garden hose without the plug in the yeah you know, in the pipe. You know, I mean
0: because he'll fill. Oh, he likes to pressure wash the bearings. He's, he's oh, in he the <laughs> bearing pressure washing phase. Well, because I tell him, I like I tell him, hey, don't spray spray these spots, and then and then he then the bikes aren't clean. And then I say, clean the damn bikes, and then then he fills up the bearing. So we're we're having a teeter totter with this. But uh, enough about Logan. Okay. Uh, let's, let's get back to so okay. So drain that drain oil, oil out. out. Put what what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go get some cheap cheapest oil you I can you. find. Put it in there, and and run it again, and run it for not very long, like. Five minutes, yep. and
4: I usually put, and on, put them on the stand, and 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 I like to kind of speed up the process. So I'll when I'm doing that, I'll 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 put
0: a couple. oh air oil filter. By the way, oil filter out. Yeah, the oil filter. The oil filter comes out with the oil change. You do not you you and and and, and I've even done it where I have I have left the oil filter out before yeah. just to because. It just—I'm just trying to pump as much oil through it as quickly as possible, and I make sure I run it through the gears so everything gets spun. Yeah.
4: And and if you want to do a you know a you know a really good flush, I I'll put a couple glugs of and that's a scientific measurement glugs, glug of, right of, of right. ATF.
0: You know what a glug is, Logan? Yeah. Got uh, it. Of ATF hey, in with good. that
4: cheap motor oil because that will help entrain the water and it'll make me do less really? oil changes.
0: Okay, so so a couple little so your your a glug would probably be in a thousand cc a couple or maybe ounces. two 200. Oh, two hundred. oh, I was going to say two hundred yeah I That'd be on the yeah, high side. I, it, it's not it, going to hurt. It's not in no, there for just, that long. It,
4: all I want to do is I I want to make some suds to get the water stuck through the oil so I can drain it out through the cork.
0: <laughs> right. And and usually where the water seems to reside is on the, it's like if if, if it it usually splashes up in in my experience. Cause I pulled motors apart that have that have had water in them, and it sticks to the top. It doesn't it doesn't like it's not sometimes it's down on the bottom. But it seems like it's the watery stuff sticks to everything above the oil. Yes, lid. it does, and that's why you kind of want to. That's why you kind of want to make a,
4: a a foamy mixture uh, to do that. And we'll see water. You know when we flush the engines a few times and we pull the, the the cam cover off, and there'll be water up, you know, trapped up around the, the, the cam and, the, and 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 the valve buckets. And so, you know, I want to make sure that I I have, you know, I, you know I have enough foamy residue in there to capture the water and to, and to get it in, into suspension so I can drain it out. And and if if I'm really pressed on time and i can't get to something you know we've we've, we we've got you know we've got to let it sit overnight it's been upside down on the ocean and and i just i just can't get to it and you know uh, without doing an all-nighter i'll 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 do what i can and i'll 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 go to my my diesel you know uh, my diesel flush even in a forest show which takes longer to get the oil back clean but it but it stops the um it it stops a lot of the corrosive
0: activity. So, so explain, explain this diesel flush. Like what would you, how would you um, do this? I would,
4: you know, I would put about, um, you know, 15% of the oil. You know, if it's a quart I'd put, you know, I, I'd, I, I'd, I'd go, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you know, yeah. Three or four
0: ounces of, uh, uh, that's three, yeah, that's three, three gloves,
4: you know,
0: Yeah. You know, roughly, of diesel mixed For in your with cheap your cheap oil. oil just
4: to just and it's going to thin the oil so you don't really want to try to run it too much you just want to slosh it uh, you know with a starter or maybe an at an idle and if, if i can do that and get the water you know somewhat off of the the, the parts then I, I won't have i won't have rust
0: um, that that quickly so because really that's so what you're really trying to prevent is that water to go in there and, and, actually like start doing some corrosion. So that would take place specifically like on the bearing surfaces, like on the balls and the races, in, um, on the transmission gear faces, like I- inside the big end of the, you know, the bearing, the plate bearing. The thing I'm
4: you know, most concerned about are the soft metals when it comes to corrosion. So that's, you know, I, you know, that's, that's piston wrist pin, bushing, uh, wrist pin bearings. Um, you know, steel steel components will get some surface rusting but if you get to it right away that's it's not as as bad but but you know the soft materials you know aluminum you know uh in particular really really likes to um you know flower and get get Corroded pr- pretty quickly. Not so bad in, in fresh water but seawater is you know is 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 <laughs> you know
0: yeah. A little add a little add a little salt. And, well, and,
4: yeah, and it it never happens
0: in clean water. It always happens in sandy water. So I've got grit and debris and. Hey, I promise you that water in Afton Canyon has has a fair amount of uh, bad stuff. Oh, it's in alkaline, and and that's as that's as
4: corrosive <laughs> as acid. You know, and so so you know, washing washing that corrosion off. I mean, you, you live out in the desert, you know. The yep. you know the the alkalinity is you know is you know if you don't if you don't maintain your bikes, they they rot before your eyes. So so getting that right. water. And the corrosive materials out. Um, however I need to do it, I will, but you know, my go-to is ATF in motor oil. And, and, and if I have to really flush something a lot, I'll, I'll go to diesel, but I'll do a lot of oil changes until I get no foam on the, you know, no milky on the stand. And then I'll go ahead and, and run it around the blocker, you know, go for it you know a gentle ride and then i'll come back i'll dump the oil one more time and put a new filter in and and feel pretty good about myself
0: right so we have a we have a question that uh somebody asked he says he has a yamaha xt225 that had the uh, flywheel and magnets on the stator explode so the um basically he, now he's got pieces of magnets and stator throughout the bottom of his motor. And he wants to know how can he go about cleaning this? Should he use a diesel flush? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going with, I'm going with uh, once you got the magnet pieces in there, they're going to stick to everything. So it's not going to flush it, out, but he's
4: removing. If I had that, I would take the clutch cover and and I start unzipping, you know, you know, the, the outer covers and, Usually there's a a, a a screen down down in the bottom where you can start gathering uh, gathering the, the big, big pieces. pieces. <laughs> but but when when you have a you know when you have a catastrophic failure like that and you got lumps and chunks floating around, um, it's you it, it's a lot cheaper to go ahead and 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 fish those things out now than let them make more pieces and have to Replace, fish more bigger pieces out
0: yeah it's yeah the, the thing about like with the water and stuff the water is going to go everywhere there's nothing that the screen or the filter actually I, filters can kind of plug which is not a good yep. thing either um but with the with the water inside there and that's the that's the other thing to kind of be concerned about is that if that water can plug your oil filter generally in most of the oil filters there's some sort of a bypass if the pressure builds up and it and it it can go through so you're not going to be you know screwed uh for lack of a better term but you know when it starts to be pieces and stuff the filters are really good at stopping those pieces but when when if if you pull your filter out and you see pieces on it that, that aren't just normal wear and tear, that's time to tear the motor apart because you're going to have a bigger problem. In fact, the, the the YZ250F that I that I that I pulled apart today, the the screens and the filter were clean and the and the rod had started to disintegrate. And so that's how small the pieces are. That you know, you, you actually had to cut the filter and look in between the pleats to see the pieces of the of the surface that were causing the problem. So it may not. Be, if you see, like I say, if you see big pieces, yeah, something else is yeah. going on in there, and it's not going to get any better. Yeah. And, it, and and you know, it's
4: it's you know, it, it's a lot cheaper to you know, to, you know if you, if you've got a state of the scum bat and and the pieces are in there, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's labor. But it's it's a lot cheaper than letting those pieces float around and spall the piston or you know, do do some, some real damage.
0: So the the gist of this is that um number one, uh I like to say watch your buddy go crash in the river, don't you do it. And then, then it's his bike. Uh unless he's borrowing one of your bikes and then then you find somebody else to ride through there first. But when it comes down to it, it's like we kinda of went through the steps. Be smart about, you know, trying to drain all the water that you can out before you attempt to start it again. And then when you get it to a place where you can start doing some flushing, use, you know, use cheap oil to to flush it out. And don't be afraid to add a little bit of uh, ATF into your transmission parts or diesel into your um, four-stroke if you – have the opportunity uh, and,
4: and don't run it very long with the diesel in there because of, you know, of course you do have if you you, you know when the engine gets hot you know the the diesel is going to off gas a little bit it's going to become volatile and we don't want you to you know to blow something up so really
0: it's a, it, it it's a, it's yeah. a flush so it's a flush not a not a not, running and, it's, you know, and <laughs> so you just want
4: to you know you're you're trying to undo a bad situation and get back out on the trail with the with the least amount of drama so you know. You know, being able to go, go to the auto parts store, you know, and, and buy an oil pan, you know, and, and, you know, a half a case of, of, of cheap motor oil and a bottle of ATF, some rubber gloves and six pack cold adult beverages. And can you, can you get those uh, the right, auto right park next door stores to now?
0: my auto parts store? <laughs> auto, auto parts. <laughs> but,
4: but then, so. you know, you're you know, getting back to the gas. I mean, if your bike starts running weird, start thinking about does, you know, do I have water blocking a fuel injector filter? Um, and, and just, you know, you know just, just chase the drama around before it leaves you stranded. And, uh, take yeah. a, take a riding lesson and before you, you, you tip over in the water and, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, the, the new riders, the small frame riders that are out there trying some stuff, you know, they need they need to experience this, but they also need a little bit of help. So if the older guys could kind of kind of mentor the younger guys and the younger ladies and and help them
0: um, make proper decisions. I I, I think just get over the back and gas it just 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 go good just pin it no I, I hate it when i hear people say that um no it's i i'm i'm stoked that we have a lot of new riders I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people went out and took the challenges and and they they're they're trying these trying these things and hopefully it does wake them up to like hey there's i you know other guys wrote up that you know other people wrote up that i can do it too you know and you can and if you just kind of um there's a reason why there's professionals out there like yourself who can tell you how to fix your motor or you know prevent your motor from from doing further damage to your motor and i can kind of help you with your riding and hopefully collectively we can all um you know make a better better experience but thanks again chris for uh, coming on and uh drying us out on this topic you know and and, you
4: know adventure riding is an adventure and and um you know, and, and, you know, we're kind of all in this together, so, you know, help somebody out, and, and before I sign off, I, you know, I'd I'd like to, um, you know, a dear friend of mine has just retired and kind of moved out of the area, and I'd like to uh, acknowledge Mr. Preston Petty, you know, uh, the inventor of the plastic fender, he's, he's he's, he's retired, he's moved down to Texas, he was a member of our, our, your vintage bike night uh, community for a long, long time, and I miss the man, but, but he's, you know, he's he's decided to make a, a lifestyle change, and I just want to let him know that, you know, those guys in California and elsewhere uh, kind, of, kind of miss the old gentleman. Really, an intelligent, strong mentor and a, and a, and a true gentleman. So, uh, here's to you, Mister Preston. I,
0: I got, yeah, no, Preston Petty was awesome. I got to meet him a couple different times at, at different industry events and stuff, and. I was, it, it was, it was, he was one of the early adapters of electric bikes. I'm thinking the guy that invented the plastic fender jumped on the electric bikes pretty darn quick. And, uh, I was, uh, I was always, I was always, it was interesting to talk to him about that a little bit, just cause what he, you know, what he felt about him and he wasn't afraid.
4: No, he, uh, an innovator isn't afraid to try things, even if they're not ready for prime time. And you and I both, get to try things occasionally that aren't quite ready for prime time. And, you know, and so right. with with the electrics, yeah, never say never. And, and, and keep a good attitude and, and uh,
0: go ride. Have some fun. Hey, how would, how, how would are some of the electric bikes that you knew about done with that water crossing?
4: Uh, really? Uh, <laughs> don't, don't laugh about that. I tested, I'll, I'll drop a name, electric motion uh, trials bike. They've got a video out. Where right. that sucker goes completely underwater, I mean, right? Doesn't need air. It doesn't need nothing, and it's kind no. of fun. So don't, don't you? Know,
0: I was I was talking about some of the more janky ones that are you know that are, that are I'm I'm just gonna say start. F- Falling out of the sky, oh. or actually, they're falling out of shipping containers. But uh, oh, those, <laughs> I know some of the, some of those you 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 wash them with a garden hose, and you could get electrocuted. Your house down <laughs> on the charger, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, you know, burn the house down, but, whatever. Same thing. You
4: know, I, we'll, thing. <laughs> you
0: know if they'll, they'll they'll find their place. I don't know if they fit there. I. I don't think they're like I say I don't think they're just ready for prime time right now but they're getting there and it's not going to it's not going to be long. I mean people are going to kind of figure this out and I and there's going to be a lot of challenges, a lot of hurdles but then again I think when you started riding you had two shock absorbers on the back of your motorcycle didn't you Chris? Uh, yeah, and
4: they were straight up and down and then then we leaned them and then, and then we leaned them <laughs> forward we thought you laid oh, them we down? laid them down. That's when I and started. Then, and then we yeah, then we, moved, we're laid, we down. laid them down moved them forward and it, it you know it's you know I it's been an amazing journey of of the things that we, you know, learned and 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 where the the vehicles are today and and we're very we're very fortunate to have the choices that we have. Um, we can find the perfect motorcycle for the type of riding that you want to do. You know, if you're if you're a track guy, you got to.
0: I totally I mm-hmm. totally agree. I I can't I I can't agree with you more. And it's it's funny because. I always say, people say, well, that motorcycle is horrible. And I go, might be horrible for you, but it's the perfect bike for somebody else. And it's just, it's a matter of, you know, they wouldn't have built it if they didn't think they could sell it. It'd be stupid to actually try to do it. And if they think they can sell it, there's somebody out there for that motorcycle. Might not be you, but that's, that's where you just got to do a little bit of education and, and hopefully there's enough information out there to uh, grab it by the horns and go and, ride. And
4: try different, try, try, you know, try different color fenders once in a while and, and you know some sometimes it's the right choice, and sometimes it's the wrong one but but you um you know, make make an informed decision and have some fun,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, dirt bikes are fun, I've always said it <laughs> motorcycles are fun, so well, thank you again Chris uh well, I'm sure in a in in a while we will have to uh, get back at you somebody will have some good petroleum questions, and I'll have to quit saying um uh oh yeah, the best kind of oil is having oil yeah. in it. Because I've stole yeah, that from you. Yeah.
4: And, and what and what, and we're going to have an announcement here, pretty you know, in, in not too distant future. Maybe one of these days, you know, we can we can revisit this stuff. And you know, I know guys have questions. I know you stu- stuttered and stammered a while ago on, on injector oil on two strokes and clutch oil and stuff like that. So, oh,
0: oh yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, So
4: we'll have to oh, we'll have yeah. to pick that up. Um, yeah, you know, when we have a little bit more time and and uh, you know you know. Yeah, you know, have some fun. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe go out. I want to see the dunes again. I I haven't been up there in a little while, so I'm 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 about okay. I'm about ready for a road trip.
0: Sounds good. Well, we will see you out here in the near future. And uh, thanks again. And we'll uh, Logan. Hopefully, hopefully did you learn something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. You're 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 free okay, to go, hey. Chris. You've taught Logan something more than he learned in school. Well, you day know day. I really appreciate I uh,
4: Tech Talk Talk with you and the guys <laughs> that tune
0: in and and we'll see you down the train. Okay, see you. So awesome. That was Chris Real. He has DPS uh, technical services. He is a petroleum engineer and a, a longtime friend. And if I have oil questions or actually he used to come out and help us sound test motorcycles. He's an expert on sound. He does a lot for fighting for your right to ride, even in that crazy-ass state of California. If it wasn't for guys like Chris, um, him and a lot more guys like him that, that are constantly – uh you know working with the regulatory agencies that are always trying to overstep their bounds and uh, they at least use some science to keep them in line. So um, good good for that. So I think we're doing pretty good. Um, do we have a lot of questions? Or-
2: uh we we did actually but <laughs> During uh, Christmas should we do so- Rooster Endo?
0: Should Can we do we- Rooster Ender Logan? Sure. Don't we have a new board to show off? How many do we have? What do we got here? You're gonna, we're going to burn through these. Did you practice reading them?
1: No, I just look no, at the... It's Blind React. It's, <laughs> I look at the thing and then see if, like, well, I need you,
0: to... Do you want us to show everybody your new board? Sure. Can they see it on the screen? I, it's hidden, isn't it? It's It's kind of hidden
2: right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I can... I can you, hide the chat and you can kind you, of see
0: the corner of it. It's up in yeah. the top and yeah. it looks pretty nice. It's we're going to have to work on the, st- the 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 setup the setup of the studio. We'll we'll tune that. So Logan actually made it bigger than it needed to be.
1: Way bigger. Way bigger. I didn't. It's
0: going to it's got it's got a lot of housing. What are we doing with the old one? We're going to like leave it up there as a as a relic. He took the sure. screws out.
1: Uh, so yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to do Rooster Endo, and I'm just going to set them on one side of the uh the uh Tacosaurus Rex. And Travis or the other, so we won't have to pull the board. You want to show the board off, don't you?
1: Well, uh, do we use the old board or that
0: one? We should use the well, new board. Well, no, I mean uh, we we could, we could we could pull the new. You're all excited. Look at him; he's all he wants to show us. Yeah, the no, new we board. should well, use the new board because it's a cool yeah. setup. Okay, pull, pull the new, go new board to a commercial down.
2: Commercial break, and then when we come oh, back, oh, we got to do a commercial break. Yeah, we can. I do forgot it. about this. This yeah. is new. Okay, yeah. let's do that. I'll get a beer. Commercial break, and it'll be all set up. Okay. Since
0: 2009. Seat Concepts has been dedicated to making the best aftermarket seats. More comfort, more grip, more riding. For 10 years, we've continued to raise the bar. Innovation and American craftsmanship make Seat Concepts the world-leading manufacturer of power sports seats. So this this here is the new roosterendo board yes we haven't put the words roosterendo on it but we kind of know where it is Um, it doesn't tip over we don't have to use bricks it's not janky it's really good Logan thanks for uh, finally I mean it's about what eight weeks too late (laughs) ten weeks give or or take yeah so but anyways it's here now we're happy and uh, we're going to use it. So, 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 uh, friend of the show, uh, good friend, Ricky Braybeck had a, had, a, believe it or not, another one and a video submission There's of his a no- bike. Second video submission. A second video submission. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's got a bike for Rooster, and it's going to be the first one that goes on the board. This is a big ask, but uh, let's go. <laughs> What's
5: up, guys? On this episode of Rooster and Done Questions, uh, whatever, episode 357, 69, 1738, we got the good old fashioned 450X built by JCR. Here we got the no Gucci seat, keep the Gucci nice and pro circuit pipe, stock wheels, kind of tires, rental chain sprocket combo, Henson clutch, we still got one of them things. Not a lot of people know what that is right there. It's a good old kickstart. But, you know, we still got the button there. Then we got the Amy grips. We got the factory uh, front brake, you know how to stop this big old beast down. Factory suspension, pro circuit. Duh. Some badass throttle jockey graphics. Uh, yeah, we got some worn out brake pads right there, but, She's doing great. We don't use the rear brakes that much. We got uh, air box, dirty filter, twin air filter. Not doing too shabby, actually, but she's ready to rip. Gold fuel line, you know, she's doing great. A Cherry's handguard, Scott stabilizer, IMS quick fill for all that racing that we do. Um, you know, we race the, the small bikes twice a year, but we're doing great. Check her out. Check out the ass of this thing. That's how you know you're riding right there. Little little skid marks they look like the damn underwears. You know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> okay, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I was I was more uh, I was more curious about his hair. See, it looks yeah. like he's got like Elvis hair. Mm-hmm. You got kind of some of that going on too. If you if you did the bouffant, if you threw it up and you threw a little stuff on there. Does your does your chick hang all over you like that too? I don't got one, but oh, no. you don't got one. No, the, the tall one. What happened to her? not nothing. I okay, guess. just checking. So, uh, CRF four hundred and fifty X. This is this is the older version. This is the one. It, it's kind of it's funny because Ricky was one of the first people that rode our test bike are our when Honda switched it and I think that was in night was it nineteen that they made the new X. Yes. So he he was I actually he was out, we were doing some rally training and I was riding it and I'm like, hey Ricky, hop on this thing for photos. And we shot some photos of it. And it was the first time he'd ridden it as well. And he's like, oh, you know you know he, he's Honda guy. Mm-hmm. He's like you can tell him he's like I don't know if I like this because I mean their bikes are set up, you know, when when like this bike, when he started talking about factory suspension that in, involves a linkage and different forks, and it's 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 very different. He likes the older bike. He really really likes this this bike. I don't.
2: <laughs> you like the new one. Right? I like the
0: new one better. <laughs> I, I like the newer. And this, I, I, this is the X, not the RX, right? This is the X. Yeah. Okay. So this is the old. This is CRF four hundred and fifty X, and so this is the carbureted one, um, and. They have, they got these things to work so good for Baja and what they were doing and all the all that stuff. You won a national Heron How Championship on one of these. Oh really? Yeah. So it, th- this this is a good bike. You really can't deny that this is a a really good, you know, roosting bike, but I could put it over here in the endo uh if I wanted to. Well, you just said you don't really like it. I don't like so, it. So, And it is your show. Right. I know. This is tough because, I mean, I, I think we're – the hairstyle kind of threw me for a punch though, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. It's probably because I'm jealous. <laughs> well, I did think you were blow-drying your hair before the show, so. Right. Uh, Matt heard me uh, vacuuming. I was actually vacuuming, uh, vacuuming up the hair that I cut off my face. I had a bigger beard. And he thought I was he, – he actually – told your dad, he said, Hey, I think Jimmy's blow drying his hair. other like, what? <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I don't want to admit how long it took me to figure out what was
0: going on. It's not, this show is not about hair, by the it's way. Not it's about their bike. Their bikes. You know what, Ricky, you're going to get a roost. You're getting a roost because man, friend of the show, you submitting video things. I don't think the, the tape's going to work. Logan, I think we're going to need to go to pins pretty soon. Is this, how hard is this wood? Oh, oh here really we Really soft. Oh, it's really soft. Oh good. Oh. Wow, yeah. Use pins. Yeah. yeah you on. might need more pins, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah, we need to somebody needs to go use their new credit card and uh get buy some pins. Thank you, Ricky. Um we'll see you soon. Boot camp starts like tomorrow, actually. It does start tomorrow. I don't know what you're doing, but starting tomorrow here. Taking a uh, day off. I'm learning how to re- make roadbooks tomorrow. Right. Right. Match your new roadbook master. Yeah. I'm done. I'm. I'm just the guy that's going to sit in the. I'm going to sit in the high chair. If you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> is
1: is this Jeff Sweeney? Yeah. Right. That's what you
0: think. <laughs> oh, oh oh yeah. Oh, is this up on the thing? Get this one uh, up I'm there. I'm getting
1: it
2: right now. Yeah. I forgot to put. Ri- Bad, bad producing. I forgot to uh, put Ricky's
0: a uh, oh, picture Ricky's on his the... picture up. So but bad producer. Well, he had a whole video. He did a walk around of his bike. Yeah. So it's all good. He's got a ninety
1: nine YZ four hundred frame.
0: Right. O three
1: I... YZ two fifty F seat tank airbox subframe forks. Right. Seven CRF
0: two thirty engine. Okay. So here's so so this is a a Yonda. Yeah. OK, I saw that motor and it didn't fit. And the first thing I thought of was my buddy, Crazy Nate, because Crazy Nate has both the CRF 230 and he liked the Yamahas. So I'm like going, this could be the best Nate bike ever, but it's too tall. But anyway, so keep going.
1: Pro circuit head pipe, custom
0: mud <laughs> pipe, mid th- pipe. <laughs> so <do> you, th- <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to connect the custom head pipe to the custom tailpipe. Do you think Pro Circuit endorses that? Is that something you can – can you call up Mitch Payton and say – say, bro, you got a pipe for my the Yonda. My Yonda 2.3 two, two, What? What should you call it? Like it's a, it's a 230, but it's a 400, but it's got 250. So we'll call it a 300. His Yonda 300. You got a pipe for that, bro? All the, the – What's the muffler? What kind of muffler is it? CycleWorks. CycleWorks muffler. Yeah. Okay.
1: Big gun, REV (laughs) box, engine intervals, unknown, but big bore was mentioned by donor bike owner. Right. Olin shock, choice of 18 or 19-inch rear wheel, depending on where you are riding.
0: Right. Because you definitely would take this thing to the track.
1: Chinese copy of XR200 carb, don't
0: laugh. No, I'm not going to laugh because I – (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate the effort it took to put this thing together. Is that an Olin shock on the thing? Yes. It is. Wow. Yeah. I you know, you know what? <laughs> this, this bike roosts pretty hard. Uh, 570 level? Th- th- no, no. This one roosts pretty hard because the effort it took to go and put this thing together. I want to can can what's what's his name? Jeff Sweeney? Yeah. Jeff, send me some video of you ripping on this thing. Where is he from? It's he's, it's got green grass, so it's like it's probably back east someplace. It ain't here, it ain't here but I uh, dude. <laughs> I like that. I like I like that is That's some motor Michael, motorcyclemanship. That's good. I don't care how many parts you put on your 2022 KTM 500. It's it doesn't that took some work. And 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 if he actually rides it you know, I mean, and he'd, he, if you built that, you would have to ride it, right? You you'd want to, you'd, you'd want to ride. I want to know how how old is Jeff? I want to know a little bit more about Jeff. He intrigues me. That that guy's got some gumption. That's good. I like it. Uh,
1: this name is going to be butchered because the top half of all the letters are missing. The ha- uh, was the printer hamster? having problems.
0: Three yeah. hamsters. Oh, no. Three hamsters. That's his name.
1: The, okay. uh, the ha- uh, hamster? Yeah. There hamster. we go.
0: The hamster. So it's three hamsters. Okay. <laughs>
1: 2016 500 EXC double-take mirrors, Cycra hand guards, seat concept seat, black plastics, 3.1 liter tank, radiator guards, custom graphics, foot pegs, kickstand, tubeless rear.
0: It's no Yonda 300. Uh, I I it's think I should even,
2: call it uh, uh got, Honda. Got, Honda Ha. Oh, never mind. Hon- I thought I had something, but it was just really bad. A Yon Honda? Yana Honda? Honda Ha. Uh, Honda Ha. Yeah. Honda Ha. Um, I had something, but.
0: The Hamster has. I like the double take mirrors. Psyker mm-hmm. handguards. Run those on my bikes. Let me see here. Seat concept seat. Hey. Hey. To, that's, that that's that, that's that just that just tilted the scale a little bit over it has all this stuff i think is this second page does it have a second page on it too no or no that's the other one hmm two cookie cutter it's two cookie cutter you got you didn't cut the frame you didn't cut the frame and fabricate an engine mount so it's it's and yeah <laughs> It's it. A lot of times, it depends on the order that we get yeah. stuff. It we could set the tone. Yeah. You know what I mean. I I kind of put the
1: Yohanda first to see like what the
0: reaction where, would be.
1: Yeah, because you got a, a the freshest mind at the first bike.
0: Okay, and then it just These deteriorates bikes. after that. Yeah. Okay, well, got I'm, it. That one. Right. I'm glad. I'm glad we get bikes like this because that that. That, that reminds me of me when I was a kid. Like I didn't have the trickiest thing. So I started modifying my XR80. I wanted a CR80, but I had an XR80 and I had to, I had to do stuff to it to make it more cool. And so I put a CR80 front fender on it. And that was a lot of work because it didn't just bolt on. The XR80 had three bolts and the CR80 had four. I mean, I had to figure this stuff out and yeah, I ported the head in it while the motor was still in the frame, like without, cleaning anything out because I just read about porting in some magazine. (laughs) So yeah, I got the drill motor on. I found this grinding bit. So I mean, couldn't see it, but this is what it is. Okay. Mike Pearson. Mike
1: Pearson. 2016 500 EXC six days. FMF Q4.
0: I like the Q. I like like the Q.
1: Sick ass tidy tail Mm -hmm. recently. Aluminum skid plate
0: I don't like the aluminum skid plate. I they make they resonate too much oy- noise back at me when I'm riding, but they are more protective. They they will do they will save. Well it depends on the the brand and how it works, but um you know it depends on what you're gonna do with it. If you're gonna really smash in the rocks, get an aluminum one. <laughs> Actually the TM design works work pretty good in the in the rocks tunes. okay, okay let's, let's back at it. G2
1: Arrow guards. Few few bling pieces.
0: A few bling pieces pieces. Yeah.
1: I thought a six
2: days
0: was a bling piece. Well, uh-huh. it, it has a lot. It, it, so he only added a few bling pieces. But it's this is a colorful motorcycle. Yeah. Actually, it looks like he kind of thought about it a little bit because I like the I like the the orange um radiator guards. Mm-hmm. You could use some bulletproof design ones that were billet anodized orange, and that'd be more blingy, yeah, but and then it matches the aluminum skid plate and the
1: triple clamps,
0: oh yeah, that's stock, so
1: radar rotor guard
0: rear rear rotor guard what what brand doesn't say, and lift handle tusk it's got the lift handle, yeah. Yeah, I have those on a couple of our bikes. I'm not sure why, because it's like my fingers actually get stuck underneath, and when I try to lift, but it is a good tie down or anchor point if you if you're running some soft bags, or something like this. It's a pretty nice bike. It was funny when I first looked at it. You see where his helmet is at? Yes. It's like a big blob.
2: Well, it's also that's like a adventure bike helmet on a dirt bike.
0: Well, yeah, he's got the he's got the pull down. You know the the yeah the the what are they?
2: Oh wait, does it have Hold on. I think I accidentally have a block. Oh yeah, he does have the mirror and then a GPS unit there.
0: Oh, and he's got GPS and yeah, the double take mirror looks like. Yeah. On the front. Just the the I couldn't figure out what the helmet was doing. It was like I'm like, is that an alien or is it is it was like it was a superimposed picture? I'm not sure why I focused on that. The helmet is color coordinated with it the bike. It does spoilers. look like color coordinated with the bike. Um boy this is this one's teetering it's teeter-tottering uh, sometimes i want to wait to make my decision before i see the next one but um i'm gonna i i like this one better than the last one i don't know why so it's gonna it's gonna go just go a little bit more onto the onto the roof side of the scale it's kind of it's kind of ordinary but it's kind of kind of okay. Seat concept seat. Maybe that was the that was the decided, that was the tipping point. A, 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 it definitely tipped it in the right direction. Let's yep. put it that way. Yep. And that could change. Got to talk to Seat Concepts. Holy moly! Blaine Dunn,
1: twenty twenty. Blaine. Yeah.
0: Okay, Blaine Dunn. 2020,
1: 300 excw, Erzberg Rodeo all stock but pipe guard and FMF two point one pipe.
0: I wanna say that there was a lot of good decisions made on keeping this bike all stock. And I like that. And I, I I looked at it and I said, Whoa, cause the the Erzberg graphic is it 2022? twenty twenty two? Twenty. Twenty twenty. The Erzberg graphics are pretty are they gold is it gold? Yeah. Colors? Yeah.
2: Is it is it it's gold a little or is it brown, brown like
0: brown brown i don't know
2: yeah, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna oh dance. you didn't like it yeah it's it's like a weird tan yeah i'm not i'm not here for it
0: yeah it looks like dirt
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. well you know what's funny is like i don't look at my motorcycle when i ride it and if it's all stock it probably works really good and i'm he's got a pipe guard and a pipe on it it's roosting it's good it's a couple smart mods it's right there do you want to trade jobs for this next one I don't know. This sounds like a loaded question. Mm-hmm. I, I like sure so I'll, I'll trade bike. trade the jobs. Why? Why is the list a mile long and it's got really complicated? It's not okay, complicated, Logan. Here's the, here's the thing. What's the name? Uh, I'm, I'll get there. Okay. You, don't, you don't have to coach me up on everything. <laughs> well, this no. is uh, Jeff Drawway. That's Jeff three fifty
1: by Drawway.
0: Oh, it's a 350. It's not what it says here. It says it's a 2020 KTM 300 EXC F six days. And so I would actually go, is it a two stroke or a four stroke? But there's an F on EXC. So that conflicts with 300, but you're saying it's a 350. Can I see the picture very quickly? Yes. Okay. That is a four stroke. Yeah. You know how I tell? Because it's orange. No, I'm just joking. That's That's a joke with my wife. Yeah. Yeah, it's because yeah, it has the small pipe. Yeah. <laughs> They're all no 200s. They're all 200s. <laughs> My wife, she's like a 16-year-old chick driving around in a Ferrari. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, why why do we switch jobs? The mile-long list. Oh, because the list is so long. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Logan, here's this bike. It's got an as 3.0-gallon desert gas tank, an awesome seat concepts comfort seat, BRP rubber submount and Scott steering damper. I, like that. I was going to say I have all of that stuff on most of my bikes, but I don't have the 3.0 gallon gas tank. I have the bigger one. It actually says 3.9, but the printer, is our printer taking a crap? Uh, I think we need to do that cleaning. Cleaning, yeah. It's got some yeah. lines on here that's cutting through the thing. I can see why Logan's having a tough time. BRP 38 millimeter bar risers. Psychra Pro bend Ultra Handguards, Trail Tech Voyager Pro with dash lights, Tacomoto front fork mounted ring LED turn signals, Shinko Fatty Front Tire, Moto's traction, tractionator, Desert HT rear tire, Tacomoto Spoke Wheel Weights. You sure Taco Mike didn't is this his personal bike and he's using an <laughs> alias name? <laughs> KTM rear brake. Disc Protector, Recluse Radius CX Auto Clutch, ProLine Suspension Resprung and revalve Front and Rear, Athena Get ECU with Taco Moto Tune, a Chirby Silicone Silencer Guard, Super Sprocks Rear Sprockets, Molecule Motorsport Skid Plate, Moto Minded Dash, Baja Designs XL80 LED Headlight with Amber Lens and Moto Minded Supermount, P3 Carbon Exhaust Heat Shield, ProMoto Billet Silencer and End Cap, TacoMoto Uber Air Filter Upgrade Kit, Ducati Replacement Fuel Pump Kit from TacoMoto, TacoMoto Smog Delete Kit, ProMoto Billet Kickstand. Okay, Logan, what do you think? So, it doesn't have a
1: front disc guard, so it's going a little lower.
0: Higher. Oh, you like the discards?
1: No, it just everybody... Okay, so, yeah, because that usually tips point. them
0: into the endo position. Yes. The heavier front end.
1: But it's got something weird. The tube's really big for on the gas tank, like the vent tube. It's really big.
0: Oh, let me look at it. The vent tube is really big. Wow. Maybe it has a vent tube heat reduction device. Yeah. Because I didn't see it on the list, but we Mm-mm. should talk about that. Uh Do you need to reduce the
1: concepts? Yeah,
0: that's good. Do you think you need to reduce the heat in the vent tube? Or maybe it's a vent tube gas hose protector. Uh,
1: Maybe it's to make it more emissions compliant.
0: Maybe it's dual way venting. So it doesn't have to, the vent doesn't have to go both directions Mm -hmm. in a single tube. It can go in one way and out the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably what it is. Okay, so that that's really distracting you.
1: No, I just okay. thought it was.
0: You thought it different. was something I would hyper focus on and get all lost about. Yeah. Okay. You know what I think you 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 know I look at that bike and I go there's one thing on there that probably makes it it roost for you is that um that silencer protector thing. Yeah. Because that way, when you're riding around and you start doing like one of those little like caddywampus cartwheel things if the silencer hits you in the head, it's not going to hurt as much.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: Jimmy, hey. stop it. <laughs> hey, since we're, when we are doing all the segments. Oh, we have, uh, we have something in the box.
1: Kind of.
0: It's kind we, of out of the box already though. Well, yeah. the one part is. Yeah. So we got, we got a, remember these? Yes. Takamoto is one of our sponsors, and if you want some awesome bling, speaking of bling, like that last bike, and you want different colored um, oil caps, even if you have a red KTM, they have a red one for you. Actually, that that fits in a Honda. I wonder, do Honda threads and KTM threads, are they the same? I don't know this. But anyways, he makes them for Hondas. He makes blue ones too, which are obviously for um, Huskies. Those are the white KTMs. But the blue ones look good in them. So he has these blingy, awesome caps from uh, Takamoto. So I'm going to put one on one of my bikes today and bling it out. So that's we've had those before. But we have another thing. What's in this box, Logan?
1: Uh, Voyager.
0: Well, no. Open it up and find oh, out. Oh, uh, an aluminum de- Do- dock. We've been talking about them for a while, and now we've, I finally got them. They're probably not available anymore because of a, that Cyber Monday thing. But... Uh, so this is Voyager's uh, Trail Tech Voyager aluminum dock this is if you're going to do a little bit more we'll call it robust riding where you're going to put your Voyager to the test and it's going to be bouncing around and it's going to get in dust and dirt and mud and all this stuff see if you can figure this thing out so there's the Voyager and you got to you got to mount it on that thing here's the here's the kid test if it passes the kid test if the kid can mount it then it, then it's good. So, so you brought your sister into the show, right, Logan? Yeah. Or is she on? Is she on? Uh, like somehow she got grounded or on restriction? Whoa! Mm-hmm. All done. Did everybody, yep. everybody, see that mounted up and solid. So you're you're in trouble. That's why you're here. No. Yeah, just checking. Um, that was good. So the Trail Tech Voyager aluminum mount so it just unscrewed like that and then it very simply comes out it has better buttons here that's where all the contacts and stuff made so if you're looking for the awesomest gps why because it has what uh buddy tracking buddy tracking that way you can uh see where logan's at when you're out riding with him because he's so far behind so and it you know he stays within range you know, but still pretty pretty far behind. But he's working on it, right? Yeah. When we go and trail riding, buddy, it's got to rain first. Yes. Okay. Anything else on the agenda?
2: Uh, there are some more questions if you want to get to them. Okay. But we, we also these
0: other ones here. Uh, no, there were some better ones on the top. Okay, let's let's run them very quick. Let's do let's do question roulette, quick fire, rapid fire roulette questions. Okay. Um
2: here logan i'm', I'm I'll, I'll read this one really quick, okay. so from Facebook user cleaning an injector, have a shop professionally clean it slash just clean it myself slash or just carry a spare and wait wait for it to clog
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in all of my riding with fuel injected bikes, all of them i've I've had two injectors go bad and they warned me for so long they didn't just instantly go bad so if you're worried about it carry a spare one i have a motion pro fuel injection cleaner so i can clean them and they generally work after it the one that i've cleaned twice now finally didn't seem like it was working that good so i just put a new one in and and i bought a new one a spare new one i just have a new one that's sitting around ready to go in one of the 15 bikes that i have that are fuel injected it's never going to be a problem in so does that answer the question
2: I believe so. Okay. Okay. Uh, Logan, you want to read uh, Rodney Johnson at the bottom of it?
0: Yeah. Oh. That has too many words for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I use Cush Drive Hub on my Beta 500 to help with the longevity of the motor. Curious on your thoughts on this approach. I do light adventure mixed with tight technical. How many miles do you think until that? Theory would potentially pay off, if at all. Planning to swap the rear wheel assembly out for the stock one for the tight stuff, tough, tough away.
0: I think you're being over cautious. Um, I don't think there's a a a, a big need for this. Um, if you are really riding hard on the street. You know, putting high loads on the bike, and I doubt you're doing that. Um, I would think it would be a little more cautious, but I, I think it's just you're being overcautious and extra safe. Um, let me know when you're ready to sell your bikes. I'd like to buy them from you. Hey <laughs> okay, Logan, there's one more. There's nothing wrong with being it. extra safe if it makes you feel better.
1: Unscrew at top of legs and hit handlebars. Ever heard of this happening?
0: Uh, unscrew what? What are we talking about? Oh, uh, your brain?
2: Sorry. So I don't know what's going on. This is the second time it's happened where I don't think Logan's getting the full question. So this is from Robert Covington, 2016, 500 EXC six days. Both fork cartridges have come unscrewed at top of legs and hit handlebars. Ever heard of this happening?
0: Fork cartridges have kind of screwed at the top. Well, are we talking about, wait, they hit the handlebars. Are we talking about the whole forks? That's what I Or, or the cartridges, or the preload, the preload adjusters. The cartridge, the cartridge, the well, cartridge well, can't get outside of the cap. But those, should, I, you
3: can't
0: even get those unscrewed. Yeah. The triple clamps Yeah. I mean, yeah, something's something's goofed up. That sounds really, really weird. I mean, so he's talking about the whole fork top coming unscrewed, and I've never, I've never heard of that happening. In all of my time, I've heard of the cartridges coming unscrewed inside of the cap and falling down. eighty-five fucking Oh, it happened on an eighty-five. Uh,
2: unscrewed all the way and hit hit the bars.
0: Oh, okay.
2: With,
3: with tight triple
0: clamps. With tight tr- and it was properly torqued, as far as you knew. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, okay, now we have heard of it. We had an experience inside here. I've never heard of that. It just sounds like a prior proper preparation would prevent piss poor performance. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, next. Uh, I think that's it. I saw something up there a little bit higher that we scroll up to. Um, No, I think... Where where were you at last time with the... the Where
2: where I got up to.
0: Okay. Well, I hope you learned something on tonight's show. I sure did. Did you learn anything, Logan? Yeah. So we will be back next week, next Tuesday. I don't know how the heck we can keep producing these things Matt but you're doing a good job that's another compliment thank you thank you Uh, it's a good thing you weren't watching the audio sync tonight that's okay it's like if my mouth there's my lips are flapping it's probably like doesn't matter so we will see you uh, where are we gonna see you Logan out on the trail okay cheers everybody hey I'm gonna thank by the way, can I get my sponsor reading real quick yeah you thought you thought we were gonna slip up I gotta thank Yamaha Scott Sports Climb DDC Hey, it's time for Climb Windstopper gloves, by the way. So if you are uh, looking for some gloves, they have some really nice lightweight gloves. They're called the Inversion Glove. Uh, Is that the right one? The Inversion Glove? Yeah. Inversion Glove. Uh, Those are the things you need. Uh, DDC Sprockets, Trail Tech for the Voyager Pro, Taco Moto, Seat Concepts, and Bolt Proof Design. So with that, we will uh, sign off and now we'll see you on the trail. Cheers.